It's showtime. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on this 19th day of October 2023. This is the Horn. Head on live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza. That is the Horn chat room, the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Glow Brown. And where if you pop in right now, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers. That would be Irish Dave and Ralphs and Squeaky and Theo. And unfortunately moderated by, well, Moi. That's not very helpful when Moi is the moderator. But uh, I, I know that Roger's probably off doing something that involves fermentation or, uh, or, or, or yeast rising or all those wonderful things that he does in, in the chemistry lab that is... The, ki- the kitchen at Chez Roger. Uh, did I do the Hi, I'm Robin part? Because Hi, I'm Robin. It's Thorn in the Side Thursday. I don't know. I don't know who's. I don't know whose side the thorns are in today. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. Every program at the Horn, however, well, hold on. If you're listening to the podcast, by the way, please like and subscribe. Uh, Brother Deacon Asa gets a terrible, terrible sad if I don't ask you to like and subscribe to the podcast and leave a uh, leave leave a comment for the lonely little algorithms. So wherever you take it, please like every episode, subscribe, and um, we're seeing a little we're seeing a little bounce in a uh, little bounce in numbers. More people coming into the conversation, and that's wonderful. I uh, I, I, I so. Enjoy it when we begin when we hear from new voices, you know, new decent human being voices who aren't, you know, maggots or Republicans or, uh, you know, the usual rogues gallery. So that would be helpful. Uh, But every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. So uh, thanks go out to our 19th day of the month subscribers. That means uh, thank you. Uh, to Darlene in Connecticut. Hi, Darlene. And thank you to Don in British Columbia. Thank you for being partial sponsors of the program. And welcome, brand new subscriber Michael. Thank you for jumping in. 
That was really helpful. It's always great to see a new subscriber uh, via PayPal. Or if you want to do Patreon, that's that's cool, too. Um, but thank you for jumping in and becoming a subscriber, Michael. That means the uh, fundraising goal. And it could be far, far worse. Thanks to everybody who has kept it from being far, far worse. Thank you yesterday for everybody to everybody who jumped in. And thank you for the have, have a show on me to uh, Gino. Thank you, Gino. Uh, I imagine I imagine the profound sense of grief you were feeling yesterday over poor, poor Jim Jacket Off Jordan is only growing worse. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, the fundraising goal stands at $1,750. Uh, it could have been much, much worse. And, well, maybe we can stay under the $2,000 mark. Uh, it would be helpful, really, really helpful. Uh, as we, and, and this is, of course... Um, Bridge Day weekend here where I live, so on Saturday it's supposed to be kind of grim and gray, but I'll uh, I'll go out and do my annual walk out onto the New River Gorge Bridge and see what the vendors are vending along the way. I think there's a chili cook-off, bands playing. Should be a, should be a great time, and still and um, we are still at the uh, status quo relative to the arrival of my next granddaughter um, did hear that if if uh, if Luna holds off for another mm, week and a half or so they'll induce uh, they'll induce mama which is not easy and not fun uh, but I'll have a better idea of how long I'm going to be gone and when I'm going to be gone so uh, but you know the balloon could go up at any time so we're all just uh, we're we're just sitting here kind of doing the pins and needles and waiting game. Um, so that's where that is. Of course, Tara and I are filling in for Mike Malloy today and tomorrow and possibly Monday, Tara Devlin of Tara Buster. Uh, she's such a dear friend and such a talented broadcaster. If you're not tuning into the Tara Buster broadcast, you're really, really missing out on something. But we'll be filling in and dealing with the mayhem and the chaos as well as it arises, and it's going to be arising. I've been I've been watching and monitoring uh, the uh, to to see what what's going on relative to the uh, disorder in the house. Earlier today, uh, speaker ish. Speaker pro tempore, Patrick, uh, assistant speaker, speaker light, speaker speaker zero. So many ways to dis- to, to uh, describe that little maggot. He uh, gabbled in the session of the day, which had been expected to be another day of humiliation for. Jim Jacketoff Jordan, and then immediately gaveled it into recess because of the ongoing disarray. And they may not they may not be any good at governing, but they've got disarray down to a science. It's mm, yeah, it's big, and so they had a family meeting. They had a they they got the carcass together and. And and brawled and brawled in their carcass, and 
there were stories coming out of it of uh, people nearly lunging at other people. There were stories coming out of it of uh, Craven McCarthy, the sque- the former squeaker. Hi, Sylvie. Uh, <laughs> telling J- Matt it just Gates worse to shut the fuck up. Oh, it, it, mm, there were apparently some flies on the wall. and <laughs> Oh, God, I hope it doesn't hurt too little. And I confess, I, I know that's a very juvenile approach to take, but I have juvenile moments, and we just, you know. Right. Um, and so the, the juvenility, send them all to juvenile hall. That even rhymes. Continues, and so earlier today, having having people scream at him, you'll never be speaker. Because a lot of people hate, uh, at least thirty people hate Jim Jordan. And well, God, if there were forty-two more who hated him, they could really hate him real good. I can't do any business now. So they were going to advance this uh, this plan. It was a double secret probation plan that would empower Patrick McHenry. And and remember, this guy's a teabagger. Okay, he was he he was maga he was a maggot before there were maggots to maga. He's never been okay. He's just he's just another one of these noisy creeps who doesn't want to govern. And so the plan was that they would empower him. Jesus, it sounds it's, it's, it sounds like they were having a I don't know an est session. We're going to empower Patrick McHenry. Okay, everybody, get in the lotus position. Om, right? Om, yeah, you can say it. Om, and home we're empowering Patrick. And somebody stood up and said, "The hell we are." Jim Shorts was all prepared to empower Patrick McHenry and said that's the route he'd go, but, well, then they decided they didn't want to empower Patrick McHenry, so they started chanting Mo, which is own backwards, Mo. And suddenly the empowering Patrick McHenry theory uh, went the way of all flesh. Because, of course, it did. And so now we're back to Jim Jackadoff Jordan deciding he's going to sit there and take another round of humiliation. And I don't know if that's going to happen this evening. Surely to goodness they won't work on a Friday. Um, What? Stephen, New York, subject line, Japanese food. <laughs> you didn't just do what you did. I consider this slanderous to some food I like to wit, I like to wit, Japanese tempura. But I think it's nevertheless funny to say speaker tempura. By the way, I'm quite comfortable being childish toward America's current most fav- famous Nambla-adjacent politician. Oh, Nambla adjacent. Damn. 
multiple cowbells, speaker tempura. Hmm. That's quality. I, too, like tempura. I love tempura shrimp. You ever had tempura scallops? Yum. Uh, it, yes. Speaker tempura, Patrick McHenry, with his Ponzi sauce. In the dining room with the lead pipe. <sighs> yeah, come on, we gotta laugh. The you know everybody else is doing the hard news. We can at least we can at least watch and wonder at the level of dysfunction. So I, I don't I don't fully. <laughs> And I've been watching I've been watching C-SPAN all at the time, and um, they're just monitoring, seeing it. And I actually caught somebody who wasn't drunk out of their mind, like Lois was yesterday. Still like to still like to see Lois, you know. Them that communist Jim Hakeem Jeffries and and them lemon Democrats, lemoncrats. Oh, uh, thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs is getting us going this evening with a twenty-five dollar matching challenge for uh, Bridge Day and Speaker Tempura Patrick McHenry. There, there's a solution. They could all uh, the the Republican carcass could all come to West Virginia and and uh, they could all jump off the bridge. Wouldn't that be a... Oh, you wanted parachutes? Emilio says, the GOP reps are hating uh, on, on Jordan? I don't know what to say. It's not like he's a horrible, unbearable human being. I'm dismayed. I understand. Well, he is <laughs> Nambla adjacent. That one may stick, Steve. So if anybody wants to jump in with... Uh, uh, $25, Ralphs will turn your 25 into 50, or any portion thereof, 5 to 10, 10 to 20, etc. And that'll get us down to $1,700 to go, and that'll, and if we uh, get a little bit more, it'll keep us from being uh, 2000 bucks for Friday on the front porch in our quest for a community-made miracle. Uh, Steve in New York says, my inner bee. Yes, I confess, my inner bitch sometimes rears her ugly head. I don't, I don't know that that's... But is that... No, that isn't. That's clear-eyed realism is what that is. That's that hard-edged photorealism. Now, um, this is... There is so much... There's there's nowhere that isn't chaos in right-wing world right now. Um... But I'm not the only one. We aren't the only ones who are cackling about Jim Jacket off Jordan. Yo, no. Uh, the ladies over on the View uh, were having a high old time of it. So welcome back. We just got word that <laughs> that. Uh... 
Mm-hmm. Congress- Jim, Congressman, Congressman Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan. Um, is planning to not hold a third vote to be yeah. Speaker. It and sounds I... like he's going to be supporting temporarily having Patrick McHenry. Oh, yeah. Interim. However, he's holding on to the right to be yes. to maybe run he's, again. So this is not over. A, he may run um, again. I don't know why you want to do that to yourself. <laughs> Just get out while you're while it's clean. Because yeah. now everybody's going to be talking about the fact that you ran from this because you knew you didn't have the votes. Yeah. You, you, you know so you don't have you think so coming back, no, I think he should say, you know, I'm yes. not going to do it, and let uh, Mr. McHenry just to do, do what he needs to do. He's conveniently letting Patrick McHenry deal with funding the government, which comes up in about 30 days, and then he's yeah. like, oh, but after that I might run again. <laughs> it doesn't really mean You know, and, and well, Patrick McHenry is somebody that we've heard, you know, people feel they can work with. Mm-hmm. He's worked with both sides and I'm all for that. I don't care if they fight yeah. when they're trying to get it together, but I want somebody in there who says, look, this is how the government is supposed to work so yeah. we can continue to school But does folks. this guy have anger issues? I saw him when McCarthy Ooh. lost. Orville Redenbacher, the congressman. <laughs> I mean, he banged the gavel down, angry, angry, he did, angry. He did. He did do that. That Kevin McCarthy he was, lost. He no, did he's do mad that. about, I think, the status of the House. I don't actually blame him for being like, this is a joke. We are like, a mess. This is embarrassing. But he couldn't. Orville Redenbacher, really? Saying himself, he lost the quorum. Oh. He did lose Yeah, but decorum. I thought that was a moment. The no, anger. There, there has been no decorum, and maybe that's why he's so pissed off. I hope that's you know? why. I hope well, he's, out of he's the yet. one that we got, so let's hope that yeah. this one sticks, because we don't have a lot more time to waste while they piss around yeah. trying to figure out what to do. I mean, this hope is our pissed. lives. This is our lives. That Broadcasting's changed a lot back from the days when you could get canned for saying booger. <laughs> Fooling around with. <laughs> oh yes, I, I, I caught it. <laughs> I caught it. Um, Whoopi. Yeah. Oh, did uh, I, I don't say want something? To interrupt you. No, but I, you guys, I'm sorry, but I really wanted to talk about. You got a huge award the other day, and you have skipped a day talking about it as if you're going to get by without it. You were going to call this you was out. the American was Icon Award. Oh. Yes. Good for you, Whoopi. Good for you. Meanwhile, Jim Jacketoff Jordan did not get an American Icon Award. He doesn't even get Fruit Cup. I, Ralphs, did they? Ralph said, did they say Miss McHenry? All I heard was Orville Redenbacher. Mm. Uh, uh, Lou, by the way, says uh, it's, he forwarded me a message from Kevin in Colorado Springs from responding to something he said yesterday. Mets fans are not irredeemably lost souls, just much smarter than your average Orioles fan. Well, at least the Mets didn't get swept in the playoffs, because, well, the Mets weren't in the playoffs. Uh, Lou says, it's good for me to keep tabs on Kevin one way or another. And we're happy to, we're happy to facilitate that here. Yes. Uh, we, want, we want to... What, what's what's the, the word of the day is... Empower. We want to empower you both, Kevin and Lou. Absolutely. Darlene, meanwhile, in Connecticut, is confused. I thought Jacket Off threw in, well, the jacket? It's going to be one of those evenings, isn't it? And I don't know, did he throw in his leotard? Unless you meant voting for. Darlene! 
Unless you meant voting for Bowtie Dwarf Boy. Totally nothing against dwarfs. But is a temporary Speaker of the House even constitutional? Thought someone should ask that. I know, I know. Not an important question, but being facetious. Yeah. No, I got it. That's why you got the cowbell. You threw in the leotard. Not, sorry, that's just gonna, I'm, I'm going to be a minute. I'm, I'll be I'll be okay. So, uh, Jim, if uh, jack it off, buddy. If any of if any of your cronies or minions just happen to be listening to this tiny little internet program, the whole the whole country's laughing at you. I mean, at least the ones who don't pick their teeth with their toenail clippings, they're laughing at you, Jim, because you're a joke. You suck. You're horrible. There are no redeeming values to you. Your, your, your kids will probably write books about you when they're older and out from under your roof and talk about what a horrible person you are. Would any of us be surprised? Even a little bit? No. Oh, and earlier today I had a note uh, from uh, our buddy Todd. Uh, subject line, Jehoshaphat. Just wondering if you saw Joe this morning. I was kind of shocked that academics only went back in history as far as the century 2016 concerning the conflict in Israel and Gaza. The Penn professor absolutely refused to even acknowledge what happened in 1948. This is very interesting. The perceptions, says Todd. It is, and I don't know if you're out there, out there listening, maybe you... Uh, We'll talk about it later. But, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, who was it? Uh, um, the son of Elie Wiesel went on Morning Joe's air to say that Rashida Tlaib is engaging in the old anti-Semitic blood libel. I know what the blood libel is. And I don't think Rashida Tlaib has done that, but this discussion uh, cannot cannot uh, abide it cannot brook any dissent, and that's sad. Or they cannot. It's not even dissent, it's disagreement. There, no, no disagreement is permitted. So, wow. Well, it's just... Uh, Bloody and sad, and I'm not. I'm going to try not to dwell on it because it's just like a school shooting in America. Talking, 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 nothing happens. So let's talk about other things, like the fact that uh, the maggots are now saying the quiet part out loud. 
Uh, this was from yesterday. Tom Cole stood up and described as courageous. No, really, courage. Uh, Jim Jacketoff Jordan's fight, quote, to get at the real drivers of debt, and we all know what they are. We all know it's Social Security. We all know it's Medicare, and we all know it's Medicaid. He said, we tried to cut benefits, but we couldn't get any help. Jordan's the guy that wants to create a debt commission, a bipartisan debt commission, and get at the roots of our spending problem. That takes courage. Wait, there's a word for that, isn't there? Oh, yeah, death panel. That's a death panel. And so every time that the Democrats point out that the Republicans want to destroy Social Security, they go, well, that's a damn lie, and you're just trying to scare the old voters. And then, you know, they admit it in an open floor session of Congress. And never mind the fact that Social Security does not add to the national debt. The tipping point comes in 2033. Thereabouts. Social Security will continue to pay 100% benefits for the next 12 years. It will cut to 75% of benefits after that if Congress does nothing. And see, that's a giant if. There, there are plans out there for lift the cap on Social Security contributions. Uh, the folks over at Social Security Works, well, they... Uh, they talk about simply increasing taxation on people who will never feel it, you know, billionaires, and funding Social Security forevermore that way. Meanwhile, Jim Shorts Jordan has a great idea. Let's raise the retirement age to 70. And I'm still pissed off because I have to wait till I'm 67. Because that was the screw job that got put on my generation back when we were busy running around and drinking beer and raising hell and going to college and beginning jobs and careers and families. And, you know, people like Chris Matthews get all, uh, he gets a tingle down his pants leg when he thinks about back when Tipper O'Neill and the Gipper, the Gipper and Tipper, got together and rolled their sleeves up and came to an agreement to screw an entire generation of working Americans. Well, people are living longer now. No, they aren't. Not if they actually work. Not if they put their bodies on the line every blessed day. They're not. especially in the southeastern United States, and especially, particularly in Appalachia. Over on Shitter, Tennessee State Representative Gloria Johnson, who is running against Marsha, Marsha, Marsha Blackburn, 
for Senate said, uh, raise your hand if you don't want a Speaker of the House who's hell-bent on cutting your hard-earned Social Security and Medicare. Hand up. By the way, from a legal standpoint, Social Security can never go bankrupt. So that's another lie that they tell. You know, because they're liars. But it's who they are. And and they're, they're, they are, they're, they're from, from county commissions and uh, dog catcher all the way uh, to the highest levels of government, they're all awful. I, I hate using broad generalizations like that, and I generally don't, unless there is compelling proof to the contrary. So let's check out Nebraska Governor Jim Pillen, P-I-L-L-E-N. Out that way, there's a media outlet called the Flatwater Free Press. And the Flatwater Free Press has a reporter named Yan Ki Zhu. Zhu? I, I don't know what to do with the X. I recall Horst in Taiwan telling me something about that once, but it didn't stick. Might, she might be Yan Ki Zhu. Well, she is an she she's an immigrant to this country, and I dare say she probably writes and speaks better English than ninety nine percent of Nebraskans. And she wrote an article about a business called Pillen. Family Farms. Yes, the same name as the governor of Nebraska, Stan. And she did nothing wrong. Matt Wynn is the executive director of the Nebraska Journalism Trust, and uh, the Nebraska Journalism Trust, in turn, launched the Flatwater Free Press. And Matt Wynn published a column this week defending Yan Ki Shu. Yan Ki has been in the United States since 2017. This, she said, is the first time anyone has written her off based on her origin, and it was broadcast over the air by the governor of Nebraska as an employer. That infuriates me. As a believer in democracy and a free press, it saddens me as a Nebraskan. It embarrasses me because someone asked Governor Jim Pillen if he had read her article about Pillen Family Farms and, and on a, a, a radio station, KFAB, last month, KFAB is in Omaha, and he, uh, it, 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 Jim Pillen said, uh, Number one, I didn't read it, and I won't. Number two, all you got to do is look at the author. The author's from Communist China. What more do you need to know? She's a commie. I wonder if Lois, uh, I wonder if Governor Pillen knows Lois in Staten Island. Uh, 
And Yan Ki Shu said, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. I can definitely see the bias there. He's othering people of Chinese descent. She added, I think it's important to speak up, and it can be really, really hard at first, because in some ways it made you the center of the story. Especially as a woman of color, if the other person who made such a comment about you is the most powerful person in the state, how do you respond? But I think for me, I found myself coming back to this point of, well, if I don't do it, who would? And the Asian American Journalists Association also spoke up. The Asian American Journalists Association stands with Yan Kishu, the Flatwater Free Press journalist who was the target of remarks that attempted to dismiss her reporting because of her country of origin. Having an independent and diverse press corps is essential to democracy, and Xu, an investigative reporter who grew up in China, deserves to do her job without being judged because of her nationality. She actually found out about the uh, sleazy remarks of Governor Jim Pillen while she was doing more investigative research on Pillen family farms, which, by the way, are hog farms. And just hearing that phrase, hog farms, you probably have a pretty good idea of what's going on there. It's probably a CAFO. There are probably lagoons with feces and parts and piss and... and, and blood tissue but again that's who the maggots are they're nativist nationalist racist, xenophobic, homophobic transphobic misogynistic the Venn diagram is just a circle that's all And, of course, Jim Pillen doesn't dare to apologize or come anywhere near it because then the people who uh, mouthwalk and knuckle-breathe and pick their teeth with their toenail clippings won't go and vote for him no more because he's weak. And out there in America, out there in Nebraska, that's the real America, where the real Americans live. The big news, of course, and we will get to it, uh, in addition to the hopeless disarray in the House of Representatives, the big story is the guilty plea. Today, by none other than the Kraken lawyer, Squidney Powell. Oh, I have a feeling there's been some ketchup hitting the walls down at Magaloco today. A lot, in fact, a lot of ketchup. Because as part of her plea agreement to enter a guilty plea to six misdemeanor charges of conspiracy to screw around with voting machines, 
Well, she's going to get six years of probation. She's going to be fined $6,000. And she's going to have to... This is insert the insert the uh, Bart Simpson meme of him writing a hundred times on the blackboard. You know, I will ne- I, I will I will never try to overturn the government again. No, she has to write an a, an apology letter to the people of the state of Georgia. Uh, for having tried to overturn their election. In addition, the prosecution team sort of nailed her down by making her give a recorded statement and also as part of the plea agreement agree to testify truthfully against her co-defendants, any or all of them at future trials. The most immediate one, of course, is uh, Kenneth Mr. Rogers with a Xanax problem cheese bro who somehow thinks he has a defense. The Kraken lawyer is the highest profile defendant yet to enter a guilty plea. Others will be rolling. You'll recall that Squidney Powell pushed the conspiracy theories about vote fraud, among other things. She was in on the conspiracy at the Oval Office level where she attended uh, that meeting in mid-December of 2020 where they actually conspired to try to figure out a way to rig the election. Squidney Powell just, uh, I mean, she did have a little bit of a sense of humor about her. Daisha Young, the prosecutor, said, how old are you, ma'am? Squidney Powell said, oh, gosh, 68 despite my astonishingly youthful countenance. But then, uh, in response, a simple answer in response to the question, how do you plead to the six counts of conspiracy to commit intentional interference with performance of election duties? At council table, she simply sit there and sat, sat there and said, guilty. So Fonnie Willis is in the room now. And the guilty pleas are coming from inside the house, Nitwit Nero, Rudy Giuliani, Cheese Bro. And you got to think that uh, there's worry. Oh, well, sorry, Billable. Thanks for ruining my afternoon snack by describing the pill and hog farms, Robin. I mean, they are what they are. Not nice places. Don't ever go to uh, Tar Heel, North Carolina. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, Steve. Sydney Sasquatch Powell actually was in the room where it happened. Yes. And as to the apology letter... Steve says, I can't wait to see what Nitwit Nero says when that one comes out. 
I wonder I wonder how many rewrites there will be. Oh, dear. We, we've got an internecine squabble uh, here in the community. Kevin in Colorado Springs writing back, Mets and Orioles fans. Mets fans not being in the playoffs and Orioles fans getting swept in the playoffs can at least say that they're not Jim Jordan losing yet another vote for speaker. Now, that is humiliating. Yes, Kevin, yes. It absolutely is. Well said. Oh, and uh, Ralph said that she'll add $5 onto this evening's challenge. Or I'll add $5, he doesn't say to the evening's challenge. If in the next week Kenneth Cheesebro pleads guilty. Well, he doesn't have a week, Ralphs. He ha- the trial starts Monday. I know it seems like eons ago now that we were saying, oh, they're going to trial on the 23rd. Well, Kenneth Cheesebro still is making noises about going to trial on the 23rd. And it, yeah, and we're, you know, we get to watch it. This was live today, the guilty plea. And by the way, a little addendum to all of this: the plea deal she struck with Fonnie Willis has absolutely no impact on anything that Jack Smith chooses to do. This was merely a state agreement. Uh, but as to uh, Kenneth Cheesebro, uh, a uh, his guilty plea may may actually come sooner than expected. Uh, Norm Eisen, former White House Ethics Counsel, went on uh, went on Shitter to explain what was going on. With the Powell guilty plea, could Cheesebro be next? That may depend on how the judge rules on the DA's motion to bar his key defense. Yeah, that stings real bad when your only hope of exoneration is a defense that may not even be legal. I mean, that's bad. So, eyes uh, and examining the motion in limine. Uh, it's described as a procedural mechanism that allows litigators to seek to exclude certain evidence from being presented to a jury. Typically, evidence that's irrelevant, unreliable, or more prejudicial than probative. And uh, the motion in Lemony has had uh, former federal and state criminal justice officials, including judges, senior U.S. Department of Justice officials, a state attorney general, and United States attorneys, one of whom also served as governor, 
file an amicus brief in support of the motion in limine. That brief says all four motions respond to the same profoundly mistaken legal position advanced by defendant Kenneth Cheesebro that legally defective alternate electoral slates for a losing presidential and vice presidential candidacy can be utilized by the same unsuccessful vice president during the January 6th meeting of Congress to assert unilateral power to usurp the legal authority of Congress and refuse to recognize the certificates of the successful candidate. They go on. In Mr. Cheesebro's theory, the vice president has the power to recognize himself and his running mate as the winners of the election, despite the fact that the electorate and every court that had reviewed the matter decided they lost or to send the choice of who won to a partisan state legislature aligned with them. And if uh, if it turns out that the judge has granted the motion in limine, which he should, because the assertion, uh, the, the, the defense, such as it is, is unmitigated trash... Well, then, he has no defense. He is, in a word, toast. Uh, Ralph's offer has been amended to uh, until the trial starts. It's been an apology kind of day. Not only is Squidney Powell going to have to apologize, but up in New York... It's up to me. Up in New York, uh, in the civil fraud trial, being overseen by Justice Arthur Ngoron, well, Justice Ngoron made Chris Kyes, petty fogger for Nitwit Nero, stand up in open court at a sidebar that's where the order happened. And apologize. Trump attorney Chris Kyes brushed off the judge's principal law clerk, Allison Greenfield, and questioned the intelligence of Colleen Faraday of the attorney general's office. Kyes waved off the clerk, saying he was talking to the judge, not her, and that he only wanted to speak to the judge. And then he questioned Colleen Faraday's intelligence and said she couldn't connect the dots on something they were discussing. You know, those women. Colleen Faraday said, be more respectful. And Chris Kyes said, no. And that's when Justice Ngoran called him up to the bench and said, you apologize to these women right now. And the trial continued. And the evidence became more and more damning. Yesterday, there was a, 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 a real estate appraiser who said, Hell, I never even looked at the places. Well, now, uh, today came uh, 
a uh, real estate uh, executive, David McCardle of Cushman and Wakefield, uh, he, he, he got roped into testifying. Because apparently Eric the Dumber, and he is, uh, tried to strong arm or wheedle David McCardle to lie. The Trump Organization had hired Cushman and Wakefield to assess the future value of some tacky duplexes that they were going to build at one of their golf courses. And, well, uh, having been paid to do the job, David McArdle said, uh, well, they'd have a value of around 40 to $45 million. And this didn't sit well with Eric the Dumber. In his testimony, Mr. McArdle said, Eric loved this project. He thought it was very special. Eric had certain ideas about value. They may have been more lofty than $45 million. But McArdle was unwilling to budge. He said, uh, I'm not going to change the numbers uh, because this is probably going to be under a lot of scrutiny by the IRS or a court. We were sort of at the end, and anything beyond $45 million would have put people at risk. And then went on to say that, well, Eric the Dumber got a little stalky. At one point, McArdle said uh, in a note to a colleague, oh, he continues to call me. I'm uncomfortable not replying. Please call him. So Eric knew, and remember, Eric the Dumber is also a party to this proceeding. He is a defendant. He is a named co-defendant. And so he's one of the people alleged to have defrauded the state of New York. And he was told by an expert what the value would be and still and, and continued nonetheless to try to get him to inflate the value. How, how, are, how, are the, how are these clowns going to make it all the way to the end of this trial? This is just vile. And, and I, I'm living for the day. I am. That 40 Wall Street, Trump Tower, Nike Town, those tacky-ass golf motels, bed-bug-infested roach motels, that they all get put into receivership and get auctioned. I mean, Steve, in New York, I mean, does that really still happen? 
they will would they would they literally auction it off on the courthouse steps to the highest bidder? I Well, that may be a thing that's out in the future. Uh, does anyone know, Ralphs asks, how the appraiser's signature got on the forms? That's an interesting question. Maybe his signature wasn't on the forms, they just claimed that it was. And we're nowhere near the end of this thing. I don't. I don't know. Ever, I, I'm not fully conversant with the procedure here, but it sounds to me like we're still in the middle of the uh, the uh, uh, plaintiff's case in chief. And barely scratching the surface. And over at the New York Times, Maggie Haberman uh, is saying that the the the, the Kraken lawyers' guilty pleas were a complete surprise to Nitwit Nero and 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 his cronies. And uh, I guess she's got some sources inside. But Maggie Haberman said, uh, all is not well at Magaloco. Guilty to six counts of election interference in Georgia just a day before her trial was set to begin. As part of the deal, Trump's former attorney will be required to testify at future trials. CNN's Zachary Cohen is covering all of the developments. Zach, what are you hearing? Yeah, Dana, this was a surprising reversal by Sidney Powell and one that could have significant implications not only for her, but for the other defendants in this case, including Donald Trump. Now, Sidney Powell had been adamant leading up to this that she would not take a plea deal. She wanted to take her chances in trial that was supposed to start tomorrow. But I'm told that in just the last several hours, you know, a deal did come together that allowed Powell to basically avoid being charged and pleading guilty to felonies. She was facing prison time if convicted of those felonies, now pleading guilty to six misdemeanors that do take the pressure off her um, and do add some pressure to her fellow co-defendants. As you said, she has to now testify as a witness in the, um, because of the terms of this agreement. So we could see her take the stand potentially in a hearing down the line you know, featuring Donald Trump or Rudy Giuliani, where she has firsthand knowledge of their efforts to overturn the election results in Georgia. Zach, thank you so much for that reporting and here to expand on that and understand what it means for Donald Trump and her place in his orbit is Maggie Haberman of The New York Times. Thanks so much for coming on, Maggie. What are you hearing from inside Trump world about this this deal and what are the sort of reverberations happening? Yeah, Dana, this caught Trump world by surprise, as it did all of us. This was one of the the best-kept secrets out of that DA's office in some time. They're still trying to figure out what it means. There are some people in his world who are telling me they don't think this is that big a deal for him. They think that her ability to actually really testify is marginal. Uh, They're arguing that this shows that the DA overcharged in this case. 
the flip side is the argument that she intentionally charged this way so that she could end up getting uh, guilty pleas. And there's there's nobody who's happy about it. You know, there is concern about the degree to which Powell could offer information, not just about former President Trump, but about Rudy Giuliani, as noted before. Now, the, the former president is still, Dana, most concerned right now with the New York AG case, which is about his business, and that is really where the bulk of his mind share is. But th there's nobody in Trump world who is who is pretending this is a good development. They're just, you know, split on what exactly it means. And that's such an important point that we have to keep remembering, and it's easy to do when there's so much happening in the world. But the former president was in New York this week because he is so worried about what the uh, civil trial up there means for his businesses. And um, but but back to what this Sidney Powell situation means. I mean, we should remind our viewers that we're talking about plans to overturn the 2020 election, and specifically, there was a key meeting at the White House. This was December 18th, 2020, uh, military seizing voting machines in states Trump lost, naming Sidney Powell as a special counsel to investigate suppo supposed voter fraud, and Trump invoking martial law to overturn the election. This is just some of what we're talking about. And so if this is a White House meeting, and if, again, this is mostly about, this is about Georgia, but still, uh, if Sidney Powell is willing to, spill the beans on what Donald Trump might have been saying in that White House meeting, that could be significant. There's no question, and Dana, to your point, that meeting related to, to what she was charged with. So, you know, I expect that you will see if she is called to testify, which I expect if there are trials in this case, she will be, her having to talk in full about that. Now, remember, she and other participants in that meeting, and it was it was a, a wild meeting that we reported on, that CNN reported on, Jonathan Swan, then at Axios reported on, it, it, was, a, it was a lengthy wild meeting that laid bare how serious Donald Trump was about trying to stay in office once we learned of the details. But it's a meeting that Powell and Giuliani and other people who were in that meeting from the other side trying to stop it uh, testified to extensively before the House Select Committee investigating Trump's efforts to subvert the election. How much more she would offer on top of that, I don't know, but certainly prosecutors sometimes tend to ask different questions. And yes, there are a few meetings that were as revealing about Trump's mindset and what he was thinking about than that one, including the fact that he really was talking seriously to people, as we reported, as others have, about making her a special counsel in the White House and getting her a security clearance. Still, uh, sort of makes your brain jumble inside <laughs> inside your head. Thank you so much, Maggie. So there's so, a lot. There's a lot there. A lot there. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's an understatement. There's a lot there. Maggie, thank you so much for coming on. Great to see you. Yeah, there's a lot there. And <laughs> you, I, I think, I think target number one is going to be rolling on Giuliani, but because of her presence in the room at the meeting, advancing some of the theories, making arguments on how to overturn an election and assault the Constitution of the United States, well, there's a, yeah, there's a lot to worry about. And now, you know, being, because he, he kind of views himself as a mafia don, He's very likely trying to figure out a way to get to her. But she's a witness. 
having entered a guilty plea, she's a witness. And he's going to be perilously um, in jeopardy of violating the gag order if he says one stinking word about it. Let's see if he's got that much. He doesn't. Control, self-control. Now they're right. Now they're in emails. They're the the Trump campaign is sending out articles from right wing birdcage liners. But he has not yet uttered a word about Sidney Powell. Because anything he says will be witness intimidation. Now you just know that the, the down at Magaloco with uh, ketchup running down the walls, he's screaming about how he wants to get her. Because once again, he's being taken down by another woman. Don't, don't ever underestimate what that does to his fragile, creepy ego. Oh, to have recordings. And who knows? They may exist. So he's got trouble in New York. He's got trouble in Georgia. He's got trouble in D.C. Because Jack Smith hasn't doesn't have a deal with Sidney Powell. And he's also got trouble in Florida, where his own hand-picked little maggot is presiding over that trial, Aileen Cannon. And uh, now Jack Smith's prosecution team has uh, filed a motion briefing the court that, and this is a quote, Defendant Waltine Nauta's attorney, Stanley Woodward Jr., cannot ethically cross-examine former client Trump employee number four, who will be a significant witness at trial. Because Stanley Woodward Jr. used to represent Trump employee four, and presently and does presently represent witness number one. Usul Tavares, the IT director, is witness number four. And he says he was ordered to destroy security footage that would show Nitwit Nero's minions trying to hide stolen documents. It means a lot to say that he can't cross-examine Tavares. Or witness one. B. 
because he can't attack their credibility. That's a giant problem. Because the minute he does it, he's in the ethical soup. And pointed out there's a difference between uh, Stanley Woodward and another lawyer by the name of John Irving, who did not write the life uh, the the world according to Garp, not that John Irving. Now, this is a lawyer named John Irving who has the representation of maintenance man Carlos de Oliveira. And he jumped out and got in front of things and said, uh, uh, well, according to the filing from the prosecution, uh, Irving informed the court and the government that he would no longer represent the potential witnesses and his co-counsel would be solely responsible for cross-examining witnesses at trial. But Woodward simply denied that any conflict existed, suggesting he should be permitted to cross-examine Trump employee number four. Trouble. Trouble. Reminds me of that old Cat Stevens song, Trouble. Oh, and I want to point something out. Uh, going back to Jim Jordan for a minute, we just bounce around here, and that's okay. Uh, I want to point out something. So I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal reporting, and I've looked at other uh, uh, wire services talking about how uh, Jim Shorts Jordan is going to run on a third ballot. I'm coming back to my ongoing theory here, and I'm still convinced I'm correct. When? When is the third ballot going to happen? Uh, uh, There's tons of reporting here. Jim Jordan tells reporters he's staying in the race for Speaker of the House and he expects another ballot soon, but he says he wants time to talk to those members who voted against him on the first and second ballots. They're lined up to give him a bigger loss this time than he got the first two times. His loss got bigger on the second ballot and apparently it will grow bigger still on the third. So when for the third ballot? What does soon mean? I'm, I'm looking at the C-SPAN webpage. They're usually pretty Johnny on the spot about telling you when the House is going to come back into session. It's presently, uh, uh, all, those, all those playful little maggots are pl- presently at recess. Subject to being recalled by Patrick McHenry. About two thirds of the maggots said no, the McHenry deal wouldn't work because that would mean that they would have to actually agree with Democrats on some things. Dan Goldman of New York is handling the uh, 
I guess you'd call it diplomacy. And he said, uh, listen, we don't want, we just want the house, this is literally, this is a quote, we just want the house to open so we can get bills that have bipartisan support on the floor. And of course, one of the big deals is Ukraine aid so that we will not forever shame and besmirch the tattered name of the United States and hang those hang 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 those people literally fighting for freedom and democracy for the whole world out to dry. That, but that's a bridge too far because Ukraine Ukraine aid no longer has majority Republican support. They could probably pass it and send it on over to the Senate, but it does not have majority Republican support, and so no. And if ballots soon... Well, it's kind of like moderate or more moderate Republican. It's a phrase that lacks meaning. A more moderate Republican? What? Genghis Khan instead of Attila the Hun? More moderate. See how it works? And, and, and uh, it, the, it was described as furious backlash against the empowerment of Patrick McHenry. Which, again, how are they going to do that anyway and be within the Constitution? I actually looked up the Rules Committee earlier today. Uh, they really they weighted it heavily, the maggots did. Now, we, we know there's just a scant few members difference between the Republicans having the majority and the Democrats. But on the Rules Committee, well, there's uh, Chairman Tom Cole, representing Michael Burgess of Texas, the vice chair. Guy Reschenthaler of Pennsylvania. Michelle Fishbach of Minnesota. Thomas Massey, who got chased away with his tail tucked between his legs by AOC. Ralph Norman, Freedom Carcass, South Carolina stand. And of course, that Solon himself, Chip Roy of Syphilis Springs, Texas, Aaron Houchin of Taliban, Indiana, and Nicholas Langworthy of New York. Meanwhile, the Democrats have Jim McGovern, Mary Gay Scanlon, Joe Nagoose, and Teresa uh, Legere Fernandez. Four. So I'm sure they're going to con- they'll be outvoted, but procedurally, one is left to wonder if the rules say, and I trust Jim McGovern on this, if the rules say that the only thing that a speaker pro tempore t- can do, pro tempore, make sure you bring the yum yum sauce. 
If the rules say that the only thing the speaker pro tempura can do is guide the House toward the selection of a speaker, he's not even empowered to recognize members to make motions. So, um, and even it, in order to do the empowering thing, he would have had to represent, recognize David Joyce of Ohio, and David Joyce of Ohio is all ready to go. Until he changed his mind, and they had that little tête-à-tête, uh, uh, you know, out of sight where there was all of that furious backlash going on. Kelly Armstrong, a maggot from North Dakota, said, We took our leader out. We took our second-in-command out. We took our grassroots folk hero out. Or at least we're in the process of doing that. Wait a minute. Sweaty Wrestler Part 2 is a grassroots folk hero. Armstrong went on and said, Eventually we're going to run into an attrition problem. That's unsustainable. Yeah. And it's also cover. It's cover for not wanting a speaker at all. If they and the plan is, if they empowered Patrick McHenry, um, then he would be caretaker speaker until January. He would be a speaker over a shutdown government. Until there's a continuing resolution, I'm going to continue to say that this is about a shutdown. So much of this is so soap opera. So seventh grade. Um, Julie Julie Grace Brufke is a reporter at Axios. And a Republican source told her that, yeah, Kevin McCarthy was screaming at Matt Gaetz when Matt Gates rose to try to speak up, and that Michael Bost of Illinois almost lunged at Gates. Craven McCarthy was making the argument for doing the empowering thing. Maybe they can all sit cross-legged in the well of the house and levitate the house. And Gates doesn't want Patrick McHenry to be empowered. Because if Patrick McHenry is empowered to recognize members making privileged motions and the like, and remember, a privileged motion has to be considered immediately, well, the Republican delegation from New York has a privileged motion ready to go to expel 
George Anthony DeVolder. Oh, somebody. Galba and Otho Santos. That's two. Those are the two short-lived Roman emperors there. Um, Otho. Really? Who thought he would have been a good idea? Oh, wait. I'm in ancient Rome. Sorry. But they've got the motion ready to go to expel him. And I'm just going to keep whispering it into the ear of the universe. That adding Matt Gates's name to that motion might get it even more legs. It'll get you 212 votes, that's for damn sure. Then you just need, you know, 80 more votes in the Republican carcass. When you have a mutiny, and the mutiny fails, punishment for the mutiny is usually swift and severe and involves a yardarm. Just saying. Poor Craven McCarthy's out there screaming. And uh, over at uh, over at MSNBC, Nicole Wallace was having a conversation with Charlie Sykes, and apparently they think that uh, there's more out there in the weeds waiting for Jim Jacket off Jordan. McCarthy was in, in the process, so we're, we're just going to keep talking to members. Are you disappointed the resolution didn't come to the floor? That's Jim. I'm not in trouble till we get to 16. Jordan, um, CNN is reporting, Congresswoman, that there are Republican holdouts who plan to stagger their no votes, which in a plan that seems like strategic humiliation for him so that the numbers continue to fall. Strategic um, humiliation. What is... It's hard to ask because I'm not sure I even care about why they're doing what they're doing to Jim Jordan. But do you think they have a plan B or C or is it is it just the McHenry piece? I don't know that there is a plan. I mean, what we've seen from the Republicans thus far is that they lack all strategy. Right. Because what is the strategy of coming to the floor and being humiliated? What is the strategy of not being able to count? I mean, when you think about McCarthy and the fact that he was booted from his speakership in the first place, he had 48 legislative hours before he had to bring that motion up. I don't understand how you can allow someone to file a motion to vacate and then you don't take the time to make sure that you have your votes as the Speaker of the House. The one thing that you should be able to do or be able to have your whip do for you is count. And so he should have known that. Al, by the way, this is this is one of the rising rock stars in the Democratic caucus. This is Jasmine Crockett of Texas, the one who told, was it Lauren Boebert or Marjorie Marginal Trailer Queen? I actually know how to legislate. I'm a lawyer. I've been to law school. I know several of these things, and, well, you know, you don't. 
that he was about to be booted. He definitely shouldn't have been relying upon Democrats to save him because, to be perfectly honest, we never elected him in the first place to be our speaker, not to mention he decided that he wanted to talk all kinds of noise about us after we made sure that this government stayed open. So I don't know that strategy is anything that I would actually uh, attest to the Republican Party, because even when you look at Gates, the fact that Gates decided that he wanted to vacate the speaker and had no idea of what to do next, he absolutely became the dog that caught the car. And honestly, that seemingly is mm. the only plan that the Republicans have right now is to continue to be the dog that finally catches the car. And then they say, what do we do now? Democrats, please help us. And we will give you nothing in return for your help except for oppression. You know, Charlie, I wonder if we are applying a failure of imagination here. I wonder if the chaos and the lack of a speaker isn't the point. She said it. Well, wait. I don't know that there is a point. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Charlie, don't just don't don't just blow by that. Water, Helen, it has a name. W-A-T-E-R, water. The, the, the bulb flickered for Nicole Wallace. She caught up for a second. Not having a speaker is the point. Uh, by the way, Todd says, uh, House Speaker shut down by another name. Robin, your theory is totally plausible. Chip the Roy gave us a tell of the planned breakdown by continually explaining that the process must have time to work during a recent C-SPAN interview. Please tell us why Representative Jeffries consistently garners more votes than anyone else. Ha! More time. So that third ballot, uh, well, Steve in New York took the trouble to go and look up the Congressional, the House October calendar. Uh, they have one, two, three, four, five, six work days left. I, we miscalculated somewhat. But they have events scheduled on the 24th, 25th, and 26th. But those, the, the only events those can be are the consideration of a speaker. Monday the 23rd is probably a half day at best. And they're just, they're, they're, they're standing there uh, an inch and a half past half court dribbling. Point guard passes to the other guard. The other guard passes to the point guard again. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Time runs, and they get their shutdown. I mean, it really feels like where we are. Henry. Thank you, Henry. Uh, Henry just jumped in and matched Ralph's challenge. And then some, so we are down to 1675, which means we will not have a $2,000 fundraising hole tomorrow. Thank you so much, Henry. Thank you. That's wonderful. Uh, Nicole Wallace, Matt in San Francisco, says, seems, to, seems she fell ass backwards into the truth. Something familiar to Bush administration alums. Yeah. Right for all the wrong reasons. Is that what it is, Matt? I, I, I want to hear it again. I do. I want to. I want to hear her. Uh, you know, A Annie Sullivan's there pumping away. Annie Sullivan is being played this evening by Jasmine Crockett of Texas. And we have the moment at the well. Wonder if the chaos and the lack of a speaker isn't the point. 
Well, I don't know that kill the fatted calf. The prodigal has come you know, home. I, I agree. You know, Matt Gates is not a tactician. Uh, he is not a deep thinker. Um, I don't think that he he necessarily gamed this out except for what it would do for him. Um, to the extent there is a strategy or a tactic of bringing these votes to the floor, um, they think that by forcing people to go on the record, they can they can mobilize the right wing media ecosystem to bully them, to attack them. And it's worked in the past. It worked for Donald Trump. It worked for Kevin McCarthy. And Jim Jordan's thinking, well, it will work for me. I will um, I will browbeat them. I will threaten them and that they and they will cave it. It's not happening. And one of the reasons it is not happening is because you're, you are seeing a critical mass. And I do think that this reporting um, is probably accurate, that there are more um, members who are watching the totals, you know, looking to see how vulnerable he is, and then, you know, planning to make their move when you get to the third or the fourth ballot. Whether that's to humiliate him or not, or to simply protect their own flanks, that's that that's not clear. But I think that at the weaker he gets, the further he gets away from 217, the more momentum there's going to be for this the Patrick McHenry uh, option. And once and once you empower Patrick McHenry, um, a lot of things happen, including not just the humiliation of Jim Jordan, but um, the growing irrelevancy of this, uh, the crazed jackal caucus in, in the House, which has. Which OK, little cowbell for Charlie Sykes, the crazed jackal car- uh, carcass, caucus, caucus, caucus. <sighs> uh, Matt noting uh the only thing, <laughs> Nicole Wallace's moment, the only thing missing was the bird falling from above and Groucho saying, you've said the magic white. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, here. <sighs> They're catching on. Sometimes, honest Pete, I I I feel I, I feel like I live in the future. <laughs> we live in the future. Uh, Sharon, hi Sharon. Subject line. It's all theatrical presentation. What the MAGA reps are all about. Everything they do is theatrical presentation. Yeah, the, the absolutely, Sharon, and 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 the the word that gets you know that's been banned. It's it's, it's a you know third decade of the twentieth century kind of term, but it's all performative, and to a certain extent, it's transactional. What they said was correct. They don't necessarily want to govern. But it's a great fundraising scam. Mad at Just Gates Worse was sending out fundraising emails from the floor of the house, even as he was leading the mutiny. And I'll be curious to see when somebody starts bringing mutiny, uses the word mutiny, starts using mutiny. Because that's the problem with mutinies. Mutineers. As Charlie Sykes pointed out, he really didn't game it out. Mutineers seldom game it out. They're just mad. They're angry. They're, they're, they're full of piss and vinegar. And they just know that the old man's gotta go. And they'll deal with what comes after after he's in the drink. 
the bounty mutineers set uh, Captain Bly and and some of his associates in a in a in, in a lifeboat, and Captain Bly actually managed to navigate several thousand miles of Pacific Ocean in a in a lifeboat. Uh, to reach safety in, uh, in a Dutch colony, I think it was. But the mutineers, in Mr. Christian, uh, the mutineers had no idea what came next. They just wanted the old man gone. And then they found out that they had gotten themselves because they didn't know how to run a sailing vessel. And they wandered around in the in the South Pacific until they found Pitcairn Island, where I suppose the descendants of Fletcher Christian, some of them at least, are still alive. And they burned the ship in the harbor. But mutinies. Well, and if somebody does talk, start talking about mutiny, we'll know we've got another listener, another another one of those lurker listeners, which has you know imagined that that it held the balance of power. If in fact Jim Jordan fails, there might be a shift here where people realize we don't have to care what Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene think anymore. Maybe we should actually pay more attention to the people who I don't know want to legislate, want to govern. That wouldn't be the worst possible outcome. You sound like hope springs eternal. Um, you, you you sound um, optimistic and idealistic today, um, Charlie. I I will believe it when I see it, um, Congresswoman. I want to turn to the bullying tactics that have also been reported by multiple news organizations and uh, the role of Sean Hannity in pressuring people to just be more into Jim Jordan. Uh, the role of Jim Jordan's allies in pressuring Republican holdouts. Did I say it was all seventh grade? Because it's all seventh grade. Sean Hannity pressuring people to just be more into Jim Jordan. Oh, Jim, they're just not that into you. And stop trying to make fetch happen. Fetch is never going to happen, Jim. Spouses. It's, it's you know, as, 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 as nasty and scorched earth as Republicans are to Democrats, they are um, equally vitriolic to their own. You know, when I first heard that there was an attack on or, or there was threatening messages that were being sent to a member's spouse, I couldn't think of anything more despicable. Um, the fact that you think that you're going to get to somebody's husband through their wife and pull her in. But this is who these people are. And I think that what we're seeing right now play out in front of the American people is it's not a matter of Jasmine saying this is who they are. It's not me saying that they can't govern. It's not me saying that they're bullies. People are seeing this happen in real time and people will have to make a real decision by the time they head to the polls. Do they really want some sense of normalcy and decency in this country or are they going to continue to empower people that have no intentions of doing what is right for any and all people. And so while these we're talking about threats being waged across the aisle, let me tell you, I am a real and decent person. And so I'm going to say right now on the record that we should all denounce this period. It shouldn't happen when they're coming after us across the aisle and it shouldn't be happening on the same side of the aisle. Look at her being grown up. 
Doggone it, Jasmine Crockett. Somebody get her in the leadership team. I know she's a freshman, but please. She's ready for prime time. Strategic humiliation. And if anybody, if anybody sees anything, because I, I have, I've, I've looked, looked, and looked. And, oh, there'll be another. Yeah, there'll be another ballot. Well, what if, what if another ballot? What if, what if another ballot is a week from today? I don't mean to harp on something, but when even Nicole Wallace is figuring it out, you know, a little late. Maybe not having a speaker is the point. Because, see, they do, they know, the, the, the really hardcore dead-enders, they know that if it comes around to it again, if there's a speaker, and it comes around to it again, there will be another continuing resolution. And maybe we'll keep the government open for another day and a half. Or maybe we'll get all the way through New Year's. And it'll be something that people can buy into because there will be aid for Ukraine and there will be aid for Israel. And so nobody is going to want to go back, uh, go back to the rubes back home. You know, none of the maggots do. No, I fucked over Israel. Well, God's going to be mad at you. So, it's, uh, did I say Israel? Because I, I noticed that Mika's, in my, in my filthy morning habits, Mika's pronunciation is usually crisp and clear. Unless she's saying I-S-R-A-E-L. And then she, and then, then she sounds like she's, she sounds like one of my next door neighbors up here on the mountain. Israel. I don't know why that little bit of redneckery just creeps into her diction. By the way, thank you, Darlene. Uh, we've got a chance to bring the numbers down even further and get a, get away from that terrifying $2,000 mark. The $100 It's Not the Point Challenge is on the table, courtesy of Darlene in Connecticut. And so that would get us down to $1,775. Oh, no, no, no. Tomorrow, no. That would get us down to where are we now? Sixty. That would get us down to fourteen seventy-five. That's fantastic. Thank you, Darlene. So hopefully there's ten people with ten bucks or et cetera out there who want to see it to see it turn into want to see their ten turn into twenty or twenty-five turn into fifty, et cetera. Thank you, Darlene. Yeah. And you know, if if we start if we start saying that, you know, I I, I say during the pr- program. You know, please like and subscribe to the podcast and share it around because it really does help. It helps grow the conversation. Well, it's true. And if, as I think, we're onto something with all of this, they don't really want a speaker, they want the chaos, they want the shutdown. If that's the case, and if Nicole Wallace is only getting around to it right now, 
then don't more people actually kind of deserve to know that somebody is out in front of stuff, that this community is out in front of things, way out in front of them? Because I feel like it does. I feel like they do. I know, deserving's got nothing to do with it. But thank you, Darlene. The $100, it's not the point challenge. Because it's not. The cruelty is. You know, making Border Patrol agents. You know, the the, the, the maggots love. They, they, they'd like to empower the Border Patrol uh, to just open up on migrants with submachine guns. Those dudes are going to work without pay if they get their way and shut the government down. The TSA agents, the air traffic controllers, these little bastards fly home every weekend. Do they really want pissed off air traffic controllers running, trying to keep the planes from colliding? Then again, do they ever even think of any of this? I don't know. I don't. Uh, someone's on the stress line. Let's run over and find out. Hey, welcome to the program. Uh, it's me. Hey, Todd, what's up? Did you ha- did you happen to hear? Whoa. Did you happen to hear the sane guy on uh, on on uh, calling in uh, on C-SPAN today? He was from California. I did. The guy who said, "I don't know who these moderate Republicans are." They're talking about there are no moderate Republicans. I think he'd been listening to the podcast. Hey, dude. Or maybe listening right now. What? Can you hear me okay? You sound like you're in a tunnel. Uh, Yeah, you're a little tinny, but I mean, I hear you okay. Well, let me me call you on the gizmo. Is that okay? Uh, Sure. Because it it really is not good quality right this second. Okay, I mean, I'm up on top of the microphone, and I got if I if I gain it up anymore, um, I'll be all distorted. Yeah, don't do that. If, if it's okay with you, I'd like to call you on the gizmo. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what you mean by the gizmo, but call. I don't know. What, what are the last four digits on this line? Um, this is the stress line: eight four four eight four three four six seven six. The gizmo. Uh, the, the gizmo. The gizmo has been non-cooperative for a very long time. Hang on here. Let me see if I can. Uh, let me f- see if I can do something to make things easier. Um. Okay. Just one second, Todd. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's no, there's no dead air. Uh, there's no dead air on hit on radio. <laughs> no dead air. Shut up. 
Well, that's for that's that's for people with that's for people with seven minute commercial breaks. I, I heard what you said about I know you know I don't know what it is, but this situation has me a little in the you know what you call fantar. It, it's something something hitting her about this situation. But anyway, I want to get into that today. But yeah, it's something going on. Uh. Steve Israel. You know what it is? It's Steve Israel. Right. That's what it is. Okay. If Steve you, if, Israel, if, if you want to, um, if you want to try, I, I've just signed out of, uh, I, I've just signed, I've signed out of the Robin Kincaid Horn Skype account and signed into that dude's name. Uh, so if you want to use 304-574-8178, that'll get you in that way. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring... Okay. Yeah. I... Because I... Yeah, I... Well, we, we'll talk... Yeah, okay. I'll try that because it really is like... It's, it's, it's cumbersome right now. Okay. I'm going to call you right back. Ponderous, man. Ponderous. So we'll wait and see if it improves. Uh, is that better? Oh. Yeah? I don't know. You're clear. You're clear below. But that's okay. I can hear you. Um, but I don't want to mess your podcast up. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get through. Yeah, we'll get through. Are you, are you, are you on your, are you on your in-car Bluetooth? I am, but yeah. Yeah, that may be part of it. But this is the new one, and I'm telling this 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 is a whole new this the CarPlay works very well on this vehicle. I have to say, it's a whole new world. Never, no, no it di- is no Disney tunes. Now you know I'm, I'm I don't care. What, you know what? I don't I'm put myself out here because I know people might hate me, but they not understand. But you know, you remember years ago we talked. I said as, as soon as I as soon as a pickup truck comes out that's a hybrid, I'm gonna get it right. And that's right. What I did. You got the Maverick. And uh I got the Maverick. Now, See, I want I want one of them real bad. I, you do? Let me tell you something. It's all about um, and you know, I got the Toyota Camry uh top of the line hybrid. Not that I'm bragging, I'm just saying. So uh you know, I was like, well, you know, come on, Toyota's Toyota. And I said I would never buy another Ford, but Ford makes good trucks. Um Waited for the first few years to go by, whatever, and um, and trying to find one. I went to the dealership. They're like, I was like, I don't want to use one. I want a new one, or I want one with like immensely low miles, like you know, crazy low miles. And they were like, well, they can't make them fast enough. So I finally find one. And I get it. I see why the gas mileage. If you drive it like you're supposed to drive, you can get incredible gas. It's, this thing weighs 5,200 pounds, and you can get if you're in town. If you drive like grandma, you can get 64 miles to the gallon. I've got, I'll send you a picture. I've gotten 108 miles to the gallon on a six mile trip. What? Now, but follow the, follow the gauges. I learned that from the Camry. You want to, you want to keep your batteries topped off. Like keep it in sport. It's counterintuitive. I'll never forget when I read online when I got the Camry because I was trying to figure out how to achieve the best mileage out of the vehicle. So 
you know, you read a bunch of posts, and, and this one post was so simple. I was like, this, this dude, this person's telling the truth. He's like, just keep it in sport and don't worry about it. And daggone, I mean, for the most of, like, most of the time he's right because when you have it in economy, hills are a problem, and sometimes the computer has a little time catching up on both vehicles. Now, sport, you're keeping your batteries topped off and you have all the pickup in the world. But you're not going to get great miles. Once once the engine is really warmed up, then switch to normal. And if you're in flatland or on the highway, you know, put it in econ. And uh, but it does. I mean, it's it's just I'll never go back. I will never go back ever ever. I can't see buying a full gasoline. Vehicle. Do you like ever the Do you like the ever. ride on it? Oh, it's smooth as glass. I have the high I have the high kit though. It's, it's jacked up. It's, it's high in the back. Yeah, I got his jack. It's, it's, I'll say you, it's, an, it's a nice-looking truck, I have to say. Uh, it is. Well, but, be, I mean, I'm old now. You know, be, be, being a girl, I have to ask, what color is it? Baby blue. No, it's not baby blue, but it's blue. Tell me it's not Earl Shy. Tell me it's not Earl Shy blue. You know my Earl Shy. Oh, shit. That's old school. He was old when I was young. Oh, my God. Earl Shy. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah, I, I can paint that. your car for thirty nine ninety nine. Man, look, people, young people, you don't know Earl Scheib. I mean, good grief. Oh, Earl Scheib. Mm. Yeah, but it's uh, you know, it's Ford Blue. It's nice. It's okay. We'll see if it doesn't work out because I think there's going to be something going on maybe with a recall, but that's okay. Uh, if it doesn't work out, I'll just get the Toyota. But um. I mean, I'm trying to give Ford a chance, but it, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's I like it because it's not. It's not. I didn't want anything fancy. No leather seats, but you know, it's a, it's a nice package. Uh, solid interior. Got a good. You got a good subwoofer. Um, no, I didn't. No, none of that. This is serious. No, that, <laughs> that's what the sedan is for. No, come on. Oh, that's uh, a work truck. No, that. Yeah, no, well, you know, it's not a work truck, but I mean, when, I'm not 20, you know, come on, I, I, that doesn't bother me, you know, but, um, yeah, if you want that, you, we can always, but I tell you what it does have, AC outlets in the, in the bed. Ooh. Now, that's some shit for your ass right there. I mean, so you could, on, you, could you, you could, you could, in, in theory, because it's a hybrid, you could, in theory, say, plug up your Makita drill. Yeah, and charge and, and oh. charge up a couple of battery packs. Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Like all the all the electric uh, battery operated yard tools. You know, like I did a yard the other day just because. Why not? You know, that's an easy few hundred dollars, really. Um, and then you know, a little bit of weed, eat, a little bit of a little bit of weed eating, and you got a car payment. Easy. I mean. That's, and, and look, I'm, see, I don't like going to get into the weeds on that one. But, yeah, it is. I see it's what amazing. you did there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy so far. Um, it's quiet. It's solid. Um, you know, you, you, there's a certain way to drive hybrids. And I would say, you know, you, you want to get up to speed and then feather the accelerator. So anybody who buys a hybrid, you don't drive it like a regular gas vehicle. You're probably not going to achieve the mileage that you want. 
if you do it like that, you want to get up to speed, then let off the gas, and then let momentum work. Um, but so yeah, it all I got to do now is pay for it. That's the truth. And and you know, pickup trucks are overpriced. Wait a minute. They're, they're never worth- all I got to do now is pay for it. Yeah, it really is the key to hanging on to it, Todd. I, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta give it to you for drilling down to the essence of the matter. I'm all about the nectar, baby. Yeah. Oh boy. So, I don't. You know, I mean, are these people getting paid a lot of money? The, the people that we love to watch, the political pundits, because you know we go way back. We go way back to. Bye-bye. I mean, we go way back, right? Why are they so slow to the roll? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if, we're, if we're being charitable, maybe it's, be- <laughs> maybe it's because they badly want to believe that, well, I mean, look at how many times they use the term more moderate Republican or moderate Republican. They... Bless their little. There is no such a thing. There's no more Republican Party. Bless, bless, the, bless those sweet summer children. You know there are no moderate Republicans. Okay, but you want to believe in them. I understand. It's kind of like the way. Well, no, I, there might be young ones listening. I don't. I don't want to do that. But you know we they want to. They do look sad though. Don't. I'm sorry. Please go ahead. We we, sorry, we 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 right. you know as 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 human beings, complex primates. We want sometimes we want to believe things in the face of incontrovertible evidence to the contrary. Well put. They're gnashing. They, you know, it, the, the consternation. It's like, but it, just like this phrase. Well, this is not who we are. I don't want to hear anybody say it ever again. Anybody in this. In this family, don't ever say, don't ever utter that. That's if this is not who we are. We're not prone to doing that. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the pablum that they feed the the masses who believe in things in direct contravention of evidence to the contrary. Uh, they're they're hanging on so. Um, you know, watching Chip Roy and and it's amazing. I, I mean, wow. You know, C-SPAN is a good resource. It really is, if you have the time or you know the inclination. Yeah, who was? I'm not. I'm not that familiar with the lineup. Who was the woman who drew the short straw today? Low, not low. That was the other day. Um, there've been so many. I mean, uh, I you know. I, 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 uh, I can't put my finger on it. I know somebody did stick out. Uh, I thought Pedro actually wanted to go after a couple of those maggots yesterday, but he likes his payday. Oh, he did. And, you know, and, and, you know yeah, Pedro and um, Greta were actually querying people about what exactly do you mean about certain things. Excuse me, and I thought that was good. Uh, oh, no, there were we're, several. We're there were several occasions of. Wait a minute. We're talking about finding a speaker. This is not about Joe Biden or any of that. What about the speaker? Well, 
you know, because they were they were all primed up. They'd been watching a morning's worth of right wing uh, right wing uh, 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 puke spew, and they were all ready to go. And then Pedro turned it on them. Damn it, Pedro! And he did it in such a subtle way that he was like real. Uh, it's it, it like he just dropped his handkerchief on the floor, and, every, and it had it, you know it was a bunch of starving people, and it had it had a piece of bread in it or something, and it, it, you know people went crazy. But so I agree, and and you know, but this uh, this business it got me thinking about our friend, our friend from the other uh, other side of the aisle, Reince Priebus, Priebus. Uh, you know, they've always wanted to halt government and 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 drown. He said drown it in the bathtub, if I recall correctly. No, that wasn't Rents. That was, uh, oh, who was that other nasty bastard? Oh. Uh, he was the one that had people signing tax pledges back in the 90s and stuff. What was his name? Drown, you know, we want to make government small enough to drown it in a bathtub. I'm, I'm glad you let me know that. Uh, I feel stupid now, like, like usual. No, does but, it, no, you quit that. Well, well, I think rents, 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 previous. This, this is what they've been wanting all of us. So they're going to get it anyway. Because this, this is what, all right, I'm, I'm really, all right, I'm a, I've been trying to be positive, but I'm dissatisfied. I'm dissatisfied with the lack of truth-telling. Um, one important truth, even on C-SPAN, they should educate people. Like, let me say this. Now, I can say it here because I have time. And I'm going to call C-SPAN one day when I have enough time to hang on the phone. But in the, right now in America, we need they uh, uh, what's his face? The guy who runs C-SPAN. He's retired, but not really. Uh, his name will come to me later on. Um, Brian Lamb. Anyway, yes, the Lamb Man. Yep. Now, and, and you know, like people are listening. They're at, at, at Jehoshaphat. Oh, there's somebody on there. There's some somebody's listening to your program. I, I'm, I just, I would bet my life on it, and it, and it, I'm not going to say too much more about it. But yeah, I bet my life on it. But you see, when some years ago, I would say right after Trump with the birther thing, I mean the mentally ill fascist with the birther thing, um, you know, folks started calling in and saying that C-SPAN was leaning a certain way politically. And and you see, to me that was a red flag, because I've been I've been my, I've been listening to C-SPAN since I was a teenager, watching it. I mean, it was fascinating. Like we, I mean, literally, it was. I remember the first time I saw. It, I was like, wow, we, wow, that's the well of the Congress. We were watching the votes, and they would change the number. You could, I mean, it, that was the first time. And then Newt Gingrich was like, oh shit, I'm gonna get on to this. He he was smart. He worked that. He worked that puppy. He worked it for all his work. But my point, of, my point is this. In these times when people are confused between facts and feelings, and we have all these different data silos that can make us feel good about our value systems and what we feel as opposed to what are facts, it's becoming a problem. And like, You can't live on candy. You can't. You have to have a balanced diet. 
just like you can't listen to MSNBC all the time. You have to listen to Fox. You have to attend to uh, BBC. Al Jazeera. I draw the line at Fox. I don't like to have my brains leaking out my ears. Well, we have. But to I mean, I get. I, no, I mean, we see we see clips of the lunacy. Yeah, we know. By the way, Grover Norquist. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, thank you, Randy oh, Radar, who, and thank you, Ralphs. Ra- you know, Ralphs, man, Ralphs, for president. <laughs> Ralphs is Ralphs is the Horn ad hoc research department. That's who it was. So they got their wish all along. Okay, before before Tangent Man gets far too off. So so Brian Lamb, I, I, this is this is really the time in American history because we're on this precipice. You've heard, we've all heard historians. Meacham, Bechlos, other folks, uh, one of my, well, I have a bunch of favorites, but anyone who's a student of history understands what we're dealing with right now. And, and Brian Lamb needs to have a panel, I, I would say twice a month, of social scientists on to explain why people are feeling the way they're feeling. And it has, no, it has nothing to do with where they stand politically, but it's about facts and feelings to explain these things. Because most, a lot of people, most people don't have the tools to be able to navigate through these things. Or many people don't. I'll put it like that. Many people. Until it's too late. You, you see, like, like people are just coming around the trunk now. And it's like, oh, you just figured out he was a mentally ill fascist? Well, we told you he was crazy weirdo. Like, like what did you, like, what, what? That's because he said what you like to hear. He was the great white hope for some people, for the disaffected of any ethnicity. You know, he's savior. He's like America first. It's like, yeah, well, that sounds an awful like like Germany first. I, I mean, when was the last time you were in school? Because this is like, holy can this. Oh, you can't talk about that. Well, maybe I fucking can. Because I, right, I have evidence to back up what I'm saying. See, that's the thing. When you have evidence to back up what you're saying. Yeah. Now, these people are. That, that's their plan is to shut down the government. Now, and one thing, you mentioned a couple of things, and I was shocked. I mean, there's a list. There's a, it, you hear these people on C-SPAN and say, it never affected me. I don't care. Everybody's all about themselves. Me, me, me. Well, I'm going to get my checks. I don't care. Well... That's you. Did, did you ever think about, like, did you ever learn in school that poverty breeds crime? There we are. I, I mean, so so if we're going to be, just, just say, okay, we're going to just, our new industry is going to be prisons and prison food, and that's how we're going to make our money, because we're going to just lock everybody up. You know, I'm, I mean, where are we going with this? Because frankly, and I would say, and I don't want to get off too far right now, but uh, yeah, they want to shut the government down. And, and food safety inspections, our food is already too nasty. They, they already have calculated how many roach parts and rat turds and mouse turds you can get in your food. There, there's a calculation. Yeah, there, there's a standard. There's a standard. Am I making this up, Robin? No, you are not. Nope. You're right so, there. They, <laughs> so think about that, folks. When you when people say, "Well, it's not going to affect me," it's going to affect everyone, and that that food will be in the pipeline. You don't think them corporations going to throw those, that food out, do you? 
No. So, you know, right. they, no. Oh, my goodness. But, so you're right. I mean, your, your theory is, is, is and it's like, Nicole was like, ah, oh, well, maybe that's not the point. Well, yeah, of course it's not the point. Have you not been listening to these? These people have been caucusing. I can tell. Like I've been in I've been in boardrooms and stuff. I understand how they 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 are they have been caucusing around this point. They have a goal. Chip Roy, who looks just like he sounds, and and some of these other people, they have no that's what they want. They're going to get what they want. And this has to do with the debt, which is a big red herring. We never pay the debt back. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is balance and how we print money and how we spend money. That's what matters. Because we're not on the gold standard. The only thing we have backing us up is how many bombs and munitions we can make. Well, yeah, and, and, the, somebody, and, and, and our good faith willingness to pay our bills. Well, the, yeah, the bills we already owe. Right. See, that's, that's, that's the other. That's the other. Right. That's the, right. That's the thorn. It's like... like They've got people hoodwinked and they're thinking, well, they're just going to run it up more if they pass that. No, this, these are debts that both of these uh, houses, the, the Senate and the House have already approved these things. Because all, all spending emanates from the House. Then it goes to the Senate, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Purse strings. Right. So this, these are bills that we've already incurred. Now, these, these, some of these people who, who claim they hate government and all this, and they want to shut it down. They're the same people who will talk shit about their neighbor who's behind on their credit card payment. You need to pay your bills. Am I wrong? No, no, you're, you're so not wrong. You know, these are the, 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 the Democrats want to pay our bills on time. You want an easy payment plan. And the Republicans right. and the Republicans just... Uh, uh, well, they're 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 going to wait till the power company shows up in the yard. Just shut it down. It, then what happens? And like you said, meet on the boundary. All right, we got rid of the cap. Now what? Oh no! Can we have snacks? I mean, really. <laughs> I think, and by the way, you're correct again with the junior high analogy. Like, has Marjorie Taylor Greene, does she even graduate from junior high school? Well, we know that, uh, we know that, uh, Clanny Oakley didn't get her GED till she was 30 and somebody took, took the test for her. I, I know you, that's a joke, right? No, sir. <laughs> she had to drop out. Of high school, when uh, she got pregnant the first time, at sixteen. Oh, okay. Uh, by the guy who has a tattoo on his dick. Can't leave that out. Woo! And no. And 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 she just didn't really need to. She didn't need that GED till she's around thirty or so. You know, when she started thinking about running for Congress and. Well, you know, but no, you you mentioned Matt Gates. Matt Gates uh, was busy uh, shitting on Shitter today. 
Uh, he's, it only uh, gates better. It, it just gates worse. Ever seen a swamp actually drained? This Florida man has. It's not orderly. Turns out the alligators and snakes get unruly when the comfort of their habitat is disrupted. Chaos doesn't scare me. American decline does. Our fight continues. See, here's the big difference, though. I think he he's in on it. Jim Schwartz Jordan's in on it. Patrick McHenry's in on it. The entire Republican carcass is in on it. it with a very few exceptions. You know, maybe those are those uh, Attila the Huns instead of Genghis Khan's. I don't know. You know, the more moderate Republicans. But just uh, everybody's well, every, every, everybody's in on it, and they <laughs> they want they want to prove they want to prove to uh, their their mouth walking knuckle breathing uh, followers that it's okay if the government shuts down. Because it's not going to affect any of them, because none of them are actually working jobs. You know that'll be affected by the shutdown. I, you know, I, I wonder how much of, the, of, of what we call Republicans, because they, they're not Republicans. They just—I don't know what they are. They're a gaggle of something. I, they're, they're a bunch of people on the tape. The, the, Putin, the Putin dollar folk. Um, the Putin dollar people, you know, they, that's what they want. They they are making us weaker as they as they proffer this rhetoric that claims we're strong. Right, and so you know, it's it's like it's it's like what Darlene said when she put her challenge forward: the hundred dollar. It's not the, uh, the having a speaker is not the point challenge. And by the way, thanks to a kind inter- anonymous internet friend who. Took us down to $75 on that challenge. Thank you so much. Got about 55 minutes to finish that up, but that would be fantastic. Uh, that would be wonderful. So, It'll happen. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... It, I, I just... I can't... I, maybe I'm just enamored of my own theory. It's possible. I like thinking I'm a smart girl. But... Um, it... What other? I mean, let's do some Sherlock Holmes shit here, Todd. What other? You know, when you eliminate the impossible, whatever is left, however improbable, is the answer. Isn't that how that goes? Exactly. Well, is it impossible that they actually want to shut the government down? Indirectly, so that they won't face blame, and that maybe that's why they've been putting forward this. Ah, the Democrats did that to poor Kevin. Bullshit. This shutdown is this. This is a Democrat shutdown. Can't you hear the messaging? Can't you hear the barking and grunting and hooting and bleeding and braying over on Fox News TV, Radio Rwanda, and Onan, the network that spills its news upon the ground, and Right Side Broadcasting Network, and whatever that rickety platform is that the guy that uh, looks like rancid hot dog water smells has? Can't you hear it? Yes, I do. And 
but see, Kevin, Kevin is in. He got in. He he was he managed it for a while. I always, I always, we always knew he was weak, but it came out because he's weak. He was not able to navigate because you're making deals. You cannot just boldface lie, come out on the news and and just lie about what just happened, what kind of deal you just made. And that's why the Democrats couldn't trust him. They might have been able to work with him, but he's just a fucking liar. Yeah. I mean... Because... But is there another... Okay. Is there another alternative believable theory, Todd? The Republicans are just... I mean... They've got the best. Let's try. Let's try one on for size. The Republicans really love America, and they just want to do the right thing. But they, 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 they just can't figure out how. Does that does that dog get off the porch for you? Long suffering. Because it ain't hunting yeah. for me. But they know what they're doing. Well, that's, that's, that's my point. I'm looking for any other theory besides the one that I'm putting forward here. No, they know exactly what they're doing. And, and right, and so they're portraying themselves as this long-suffering type while they've been very shrewd, and this is all calculated. They said, okay, they've been thinking about this for a while. You know, they're like, they're, and... Maybe the Kremlin has helped them. Remember, the Kremlin, they have people... They, look, they have a lot of people on staff. They can do whatever they want. They have people over here. There's people in our government who are affiliated with them, just like it always has been. They have learned how to work our levers of government. They said, okay, well, our buddy's not in yet, but we're going to make sure he's going to be in again somehow. Somehow, because we, we've softened up these rubes so much now, we can't give up. We've invested, you know, they're, they're right. We're right. See, a whole bunch of us right now are right. Uh, a, a statistically significant portion of this population is all softened up. They're, they're ready. They're ready to be fed the, the pablum, right? The poison pablum. And they think, well, yeah, shutting down the government's good because they're not doing anything anyway. They're just wasting money and Washington doesn't, blah, 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 blah. all this rhetoric. It's the Democrats. You know, it's just really sickening. It's really sickening because it's just not factual. It's you know, not feasible. Like I mean, I'm, I'm looking at language here right now while, 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 you, know, while you were talking. Um, mm-hmm. I love this sentence. The path forward for Republicans is unclear. And that has been that has been a common refrain uh, for the last couple of days. Well, you know, they just don't know how. They don't know what they're they, 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 they're stuck. They're, they're, they're not stuck a party anymore. Well, they're, 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 the path forward is, is is as clear as a damn bell. Please. I'm not yelling at you. They're, no. Their path forward. forward their path forward is having no speaker. They would right. rather the government shut down. They would even rather fuck Israel. Okay. 
then give care. the then give the Democrats anything. Anything. I mean, what Jasmine Crockett said to Nicole Wallace was true. We have they they expect the Democrats to save them, but without so much as a as a thank you in return. She said the quiet part out loud, as, as folks said. She's brilliant. I'm a fan. Oh, I'm hopeless. She's like yeah. She's like she's like the Taylor Swift of the Democratic. 118th Congress freshman class. You, you know, and, and she, we you know, it's a shame, it's not a shame, but you see how many wonderful uh, young, young, youngest women we have who are really rising up. Uh, the, the, the woman who was, used to be, some of them are, a lot of them are black, actually, uh, used to be an airline, working in the airline industry. Her son, just. Justin or Jason was shot at a gas station in Florida. Uh, I think her name is McBride. Uh, and, she, and she was so upset about the gun violence that she got into politics. Oh, Lucy. No, that's Lucy McBath of Georgia. McBath. Yeah, her McBath, son Her son was murdered. Yep. 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 You know, and Corey, you know, there's a lot of... But you know the black community. You know black women. Black women are strong, and I, I hate to be general. You know, generalized like that. But it's it's true. Uh, I can't do. I can't do. Look, I'm, I'm talking to you now, and I'm supposed to be doing something. My better half. Look, she can she can run circles around me, and I let her talk trash. I don't care because I know my limitations. But she can do it. But um, we have we have a. My, my point of this, like you brought up with Jasmine, you know, and she's young. That's what we need is young, invigorating people like that. We've, we've got an, we've got an impre- we've got an impressive young uh, young bench. I mean, it's not all just you know the geriatric society and on our side of the house. There are young, impressive Democrats, and they may yet do great things. And they'll be the smart, you know, they'll they'll be the smart, sharp ones. When the, the when when the millennial when the uh, millennials and the Gen Zs and whoever's after Gen Z Gen Alpha, you know when they get old enough to be up there, it'll be the Jasmine Crockett's who are saying, "No, we're going to do it this way." They'll be the they'll be the Nancys. Uh, they'll, they'll 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 be oh the they'll be the Nancy Pelosi's thirty years from now. You you just pulled that thought out of my head. I, I I'm not kidding, Robin. You just pulled that. I was just. I wouldn't. I didn't want to talk over you. That that's exactly you pulled that thought out of my head. And see, that is how the most successful, the best speaker in the house this country's ever had in recent times. That's how she operated. Now I come from a family of a lot of strong professional women who were running shit, doing doing things. And you know, and one thing I noticed is that they always mentored the younger women, and they they come to visit. Because they made such an impact, you know, my people made such an impact on their lives. And that that is what Nancy has done, you see, because she knows what she's doing. She knows how to count those votes. That is your job. If you're a teacher, your job is to teach. If you're a painter, your job is to paint. If you're a speaker of the house, your job is to count the damn votes. 
Don't bring nothing to the floor unless you already know the outcome. You don't. Uh, uh, I mean, that, and and you know that's a, that's a corollary from an old lawyering uh, maxim: never ask a question in court to which you do not already know the answer. That's exactly what. I think. Especially on cross examination, because that's how shit blows up in your face. But yeah, just just so you know. Uh, we heard it with, what was his name, Chad Pergram from Fox the other day when McCarthy lashed out at him. Well, Craven McCarthy's mad at CNN now. Uh, mm-hmm. Manu Raju, who is not afraid to ask a hard question, uh, asked, asked uh, Craven McCarthy if uh, McHenry should take, you know, should be empowered. Um, and uh, so once again... Kevin McCarthy blamed the Democrats for not saving him. So they've really stymied, they brought chaos in Congress, and now they've tried to stymie our ability to have continuity of Congress, which I think is a real problem, what the Democrats have done. He told a bald-faced lie on the Sunday news programs the day after he made a deal. That's what did him in with the Democrats. I, you know, I wouldn't deal with him either. He's tainted. You know, he's a snake. He's he. In other words, he doesn't have he doesn't have what it takes. He's not a Nancy Pelosi. No. And and I think that bothers. And see, we're back to this again. I'm sorry, but there's a whole culture of people who are misogynistic, and they just don't like smart, capable women, regardless of of ethnicity. They just can't handle it. That's why we haven't had a female president. Every, every other industrialized country that I can think of, even, like, we got to catch up with Pakistan. Wait, what? You know, we have to, Banazir Bhutto. Oh, yeah, true. So, you know, I mean, just list, go to my ear, Banazir Bhutto. Ansang Suu Kyi. Um, um, you know, come on, Margaret Thatcher. I was hoping you wouldn't say her name, but there we are. Well, we don't agree with her, but, you know, she was strong. Um, yeah, it was Ronald Reagan's bed buddy, whatever. But, uh, you know, you, yeah, so your theory is absolutely correct, I think. I mean, it's just obvious. It's playing out that way. It's just that's exactly they're getting what they want, and it's about the calendar. It's about the fucking calendar. Like you said, they're just running the clock out. So, all right, so then what? If the government shuts down, then we have to negotiate with them just to be normal? Well, no. I mean, that's the whole thing, Todd. They had, There is one thing that this, con- this House of Representatives can do. The, the only one thing. The only thing they can do, and the only thing that... Patrick McHenry is empowered to do is to lead the house in an no is to lead the house in an effort to name a speaker. That's it. They can't they they, they can't take a vote on whether to have pineapple on pizza right now. The obvious answer is of course yes. No. Are we gonna are we gonna argue that one? Uh, no, I'm just thinking they, they, this is, they can't this is do really anything true. but select a speaker. If they don't select a speaker, the government shuts down, 
And then selecting a speaker gets even harder. Because they put the monkey wrench because, in the car. Because while the uh, while the uh, necessary workers, you know, the entire United States military, air traffic controllers, TSA agents, border patrol agents, things like that, while they have to continue to work without pay, the congressional aides who actually make the government go, for those who don't know, the federal government is run by uh, twenty by uh, you know twenty somethings. It really is. Um, they they get furloughed, and so that 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 leaves that leaves crank you know cranky cranky old Uncle Maggot trying to figure out how to turn his own computer on. Cranky old Uncle Representative Maggot. Right, I, I understand. Well, and so. I mean, they, 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 they want they want this. Maybe you know, maybe I'm beating a dead horse. But nobody. No. The, the first hint we got of anybody figuring it out was Nicole Wallace. There, maybe, maybe, maybe getting a speaker isn't the point. Oh, I mean, you heard you heard how you, you, you heard my response. I know. I heard that live. I heard Jasmine live. And, and, and I heard Rachel Maddow being asked that question. She was, she was, you know, like, oh, I don't know. She was like whimsical. And I'm like, no, Rachel, you're smart. You have a doctorate. You're a PhD. Stop. No, no, no. State your case here. No. This but is see, not I'm true. not. But see, that, that's the thing. I am not encumbered with this fantasy notion that there are Republicans who love America. They. The vast majority, I mean, look, they wouldn't even participate with the January 6th commission to find out how it happened. The only two Republicans who would participate were Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. And Kevin Kevin McCarthy moved, uh, tried, tried everything, tried to move heaven and earth to keep the Republican conference out of it. So that mean, that means that the entirety of the maggot caucus is in fact in you know, they were all January sixth insurrectionists, Todd. What makes what makes anyone what makes anyone think that they would actually want to honor the Constitution when they tried to overturn it? Is that is that just is that just too is that just too hard for us to intellectually embrace? Does it just hurt too much? For a lot of people, it is, Robin. I mean, is is it like realizing that there was room on that door for Jack when the Titanic uh, went down? Uh, 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 Did it just hurt too much? But it it is it's a bridge too far. It hurts too much. You you know you have to remember a lot of people had this ideal of America as opposed to what America really is. And they don't want to. They don't want anything to interfere with what their reality of America is. And they don't want their kids. To, they want their kids to be shielded by it. That's why they're trying to rewrite history. You know, uh, 
in, in many ways and banning books and burning books because they feel scared. They're scared. America's getting brown. They're scared of the past. They're scared of the future. They're scared in the present. And that's why they're running around with AR-15s. They're scared. They're scared. I said that to somebody one day. You, you know, like, why do you, why are you coming in here? Like, I can see the gun. Like, I, I can see your gun and your ankle. Like, I see it. Like, I, I mean, you can't fool me. I've been around the block. Like, why are you coming in here with a weapon? Like, what are you scared of? And they got offended. And I said to them, I said, you know, by the time you reach down there and, 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 and pull your cuff up of your pants and pull that, little 38 or whatever it is out of your holster i would have kicked your teeth out kicked you in the balls broken your arm and busted your head open without a weapon and i would take your shit and fuck you up quit yeah but you know this 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 I don't even want to talk about the gun thing because I'm scared to go in Walmart and people drop these automatic weapons on this concrete pad floor and they just go off. It's, it's just it's awful. Yeah, because the dumb bastards are carrying hot with one in the pipe. That's the only way. Don't you know that? They, you ask them, this, listen, they said, what good is it if I don't have one in the chamber? I'm like, but there's a lot of pressure in it. Spring. Ah, what good is it? Okay. So we all need to I have to be ready. <laughs> Ow! Oh, wowdy, wowdy, wow. But yeah, they, they absolutely want... So when they, they shut the government down, you know, what, what, what are they really going to achieve? It costs more to start it back up, number one. Well, yeah, it's 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 gross. Fine, it is legislative malpractice to let the government shut down. And and toward that end, Steve mentions in New York, uh, government shutdown. If that shutdown goes two, three, four, or even more weeks through Christmas, does anyone seriously think that TSA folks, air traffic controllers, border control people, and many others won't start refusing to go to work? He's Steve. Well, they're fired correct. if they they're fired if they do. Well, what do they care? They're not getting paid anyway. Right. Holiday time, Christmas time. I mean, Thanksgiving's coming up. That's the busiest holiday of the damn year in America. Black Friday. What? Man, people people are already irate in airports. Look how people act. Man, I don't even, I don't, man, I really don't fly no more. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, 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 it's not worth it. I mean, if you're going overseas, you know, you have to fly, but it's just not worth it. Uh, what do these people hope to achieve? I, I think we've established that, haven't we? Well, I mean, beyond that, then they want to. It's there's no beyond. They want to grind government to a halt. They want to show okay, America what right. it looks like when government doesn't work, and they want to blame the Democrats and President Biden for it. All right, all right. We're back to the thought experiment, and thank you for bringing us back there. Because I think that's what you were intimating earlier. Okay, so fine. Uh, right. So, all right, we're going to game this out. Now, the government shuts down. Now, who, once again, who benefits from this? Republicans. They get what they think they okay. want. 
they get to catch they, 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 they get to catch the dog they get to they they're the dog that gets to catch the car again All right, that that's like your six month old Labrador with with a rabbit in his mouth, and you don't know what to do with it. There we are. My rabbit. But I mean, like, out of our sphere, our 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 adversaries, the people that we might not get along with, they're the ones who benefit from this. Sure, they are. This is why, once again, we have been I, I really we have been firmly corrupted. And see, Citizens United, you know, I, I just I lost sleep when I when that when that came down. It's, when that decision came down, I really did lose a little sleep because I, I guess people aren't thinking or whatever. I don't know, but you know how easy it is for a foreign government to funnel money legitimately into a presidential campaign or any type of campaign with Citizens United. Yeah. By the way, we got a note from Jude. We got a note oh. from Jude. Back on a, even to the contrary, that is a key, says Jude, a key element. When all appears far too overwhelming and serious as it must be, being wide awake to everything stretches these mortal vessels to the brink of shutting down. Yet we can't. There's a space within where balance is required. If I may hear, Robin, it's a responsibility in how we manifest ourselves when out amongst others in this world, giving of our higher selves. Rough times. The friendships of raw honesty calm the troubling seas. Hi, you two. Warmly, Jude. Hey, Jude. Thank you for that. Hi, Jude. That was nice. That was really nice. Oh, and you know what, Jude? Uh, we can always count on Jude. And this, this is a happy note. Um, this, this is the time that we have to be, people are, people, we're just in a constant state of rancor in, in a way. The whole world is. I mean, the mentally ill fascist, he really did set, he, he set the axis off. He, he, he really did. Now, his followers may not understand it, but that, that's, that, that's what I maintain. And, and, um, you know, I try to be nice to people that I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> just 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 try to be nice to people because there's enough negative. We got right. Enough it's 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 hard enough. People. Exactly. You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Be curious, not judgmental. Be ask questions. If you still haven't watched Ted right. Lasso, you must. That line: be curious, not judgmental. I, you know what? I think I, I have Apple TV now. Um, if you've got Apple TV, you can watch. It's the it's the best yeah, thing. That, it's the best thing that was on TV in eons. Oh, I'm You know what? I, I, look, I believe you with, when it comes to the cinema. Now, you remember that? Remember we talked about something? Some, we're talking about. I'm talking about other stuff now, but. This is something totally different, and we can get back to politics maybe, but because I know maybe you want to take somebody else. But I've been thinking about this, and um, you know, you have an audience, and I want people to hear this. You know, for some reason, I don't know why. Maybe I'm missing something because I keep up with science things, like I keep up with that very deep lake, uh, 
in the Arctic. It might well. It's in one of the poles where they, there's some serious stuff. Deep. There's a deep lake. That's just one thing. But the, the Hadron Collider. Now they were finding some things, and all of a sudden there was like no news out of there. I, I don't know what's going on. But then at the same time, this this series counterpart comes out, and it, and when I it took me a while to get into counterpart. I didn't like it at first, and people kept saying keep watching and keep, and it finally clicked, and it was I couldn't stop, and it was like oh it's over. So it got me thinking about the Hadron Collider. Have you heard anything? What's going on with that now? I haven't. Uh, it's fairly quiet. See, that's what I mean. It's odd. They were on, they were they were they was on they were on the brink of something. There was something going on. And it's it's been years now and he had heard a peep. Not a peep. And for people who don't understand this Hadron Collider, what it does is it bombards electrons together. It it about a huge loop, like miles and miles and miles, a big ring underground. Uh, it takes a lot of power to do this. And they even said out loud, well, we, we could destroy the whole universe if this doesn't work right. No. I'm not exaggerating. Like, it could be, it could turn this planet into, like, the vortex of a huge black hole if it didn't work right. But I, I guess I'm getting too far off now, you know? Well, no, it's a, it's a... <sighs> <laughs> I mean... Something's going to get us. Some, I just thought that was interesting. So, yeah, so, you know, I don't know. How are we going to, how are, how are these people, I, I don't know, I don't even know how we get out of this situation because the constituents, they're getting what they want. They, they're, they want these people. They voted these people in. That's their right. Yeah. So... They 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 claim that we're you know we're in debt and they've got to stop this spending and for some reason they think that not like passing budget to to pay the bills that we already for money we already used for not paying our bills that's going to do something they're on the wrong side of it they need to be on the appropriation side which which brings me to uh. And oh, this is the last thing. Yeah, clock is running. Um, I think it's very interesting how Hakeem Jeffries is garnering. How does how does how does Jim Jordan feel every time he goes for a vote? Jeffries gets more and more votes. It's got to be humiliating. Or maybe I'm sorry. It's got to be humiliating. How could it not be? I'm I'm looking for something right now. I just uh, I just saw I, I just saw uh, something that might bear sharing. Sharing is caring. Clack 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 clack. So I had the chainsaw out today. Uh, I had the battery lawnmower. I, I, I said, you know what? I'm gonna try the chainsaw. Oh, people, don't be scared of the battery-operated chainsaw. Don't be scared. Just get the whole suite. 
it, so you can interchange the batteries. You you won't you won't go wrong. That's all I can say. Because that mixing that gas and oil and then every year getting a little small engine tuned up that that's that's for the birds. Well, hold on here. I think I've got it. If it actually is audio. Oh, that's Steve in New York. No, oh, hold on. No, no. no let's, uh, let me try real quick. And Jim Jordan, instead voting for Tom Emmer. Well, I guess my first question is, do you really want Tom Emmer to be speaker? No, I don't. I don't like Tom Emmer. I figured this would be the worst job in America. Mike Rowe would not want to do this for his TV show. This is so, a terrible job. Okay, so just to underscore that. You voted for somebody because you don't like them. I, I voted for somebody because I wasn't going to vote for Jim. Yeah, but, but you don't. It's not because you want him to be speaker. Okay, well, that says a lot about where we are right now. You are a hard no. I mean, is there anything that he can do, anything that he can promise, any uh, change that he can make to get your vote? I, I will not vote for Jim, Jim Jordan. No way. Yeah, no <laughs> way. Okay. He did not. So, just to be clear... That is Ken Buck of Colorado. Not exactly okay. not exactly a moderate Republican. He's he's maggot through and through. But he hates him some Jim Jordan. But he voted for Tom Emmer, whom he also hates. Any, any, anybody anybody want to pull a thread on this Gordian knot? Wait a minute. That that means Jim Jordan is worse than we even think he is. I'm just, oh my God. Well, not but but again, not just that. He just wants Ken Buck just wants to paralyze the process. Well, he just all of them do. They're just monkey wrenching. They, all they have caucused on this. That's the plan. Listen to them. I've been. I mean, look, you know, I'm a student of C-SPAN. Can't help it. So when these people are interviewed, even um, well, Tom Cole, not so much. But uh, you know, and they actually, you know, they had this straight face, like we have to let the process work, and you know, this is this is what American democracy is about. And so some of these reporters need to come up. Man, I wish I was. I'm telling you, if I was the news director, I'd be like, you have to ask this question: How many working days are left? Do you think you can get this legislation? Do you think you can get a speaker passed in, oh, I don't know, 3.4 working days? Wow, why are you asking me a question like that? Well, because you smell like bourbon, that's why. Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. In other words, you must be... You must be doing so much your motherfucking time that, you know, work. Man. Dude, work. you're so you're wasted. <laughs> but you're not wrong. Oh, and uh, we got about we got about 20 minutes to go and $75 to go on Darlene's having a, a getting a speaker is not the point challenge. So uh, it, it please, and that'll get us down to. Well, let's see. What'll that be? Uh, we would actually be. Let's see. We're on Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday. Um, we, if that happens, we will be funded uh, up to almost last Friday. We'll only be a week behind. Mm. We'll only be a week behind or, or so. Um, 
if we do that, if, if we can scare up uh, uh, 75 more dollars. So that's that's big. I hate doing this. I do. Sometimes, sometimes I think I, sometimes, sometimes Todd, I think I would gladly take the stupid beats ads and just, you know, let them roll rather than doing this. But it's well, we will, we will be, we will be, we will be eighteen years old in five days. Well, that's that's what I was about to say. One of two things. Number one, obviously, whatever you're doing is working because you're still around. Um, and I, my partner and I, we're definitely we're going to take it. We're going to take advertisement, but only for ever from products and associations that we believe in. And that's it. We don't we don't believe in it. We're not going to take it. I mean, and we're not going to take anything at first. But. uh I don't, you know, it's, it's a tricky world out here. Well, you know, it's, it's nice to have, it, it, it's nice to have a forum. And, um, you know, people, people have to be able to talk. And I, I just don't, these people don't like America. They swear they love America. They wave the flag, but they don't, you know, why, why are you here? You're here to govern. Legislate. Are they too stupid? Do they not? They, they, not they don't want to. Do they not, they no do not want to. They don't want to. They have a plan. And the plan is to cripple yeah. the government and blame it on Democrats. Meanwhile, yeah, mean, me, 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 meanwhile, though, uh, there are things that are actually worrying Republicans. I have evidence here. TJ, thank you. TJ just jumped in and finished the challenge. TJ, you're so awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, TJ. TJ's out in Iowa, Egypt. Thank you, TJ. <laughs> I, so we will be... Uh, oh! Did you say Iowa? He's going to be the first, the first primary? Well, I mean, the, the, the well, but that, that's the Republicans. The Iowa carcass yeah, is, no, the, is no longer the first for the Democrats. They rearranged the schedule. Right. New Hampshire, took, New Hampshire took it on the chin, too, I think. But I, ju- I just wanted to mention this. Uh, they are worried about things that matter. Poor marginal trailer queen. Well, uh, it, it, she, wa- she wanted to talk a little bit with uh, Alex Jones about what worry, really worries uh, what really worries her? What keeps her up nights? It's devastating. And and I, I spoke with President Trump earlier. And what I tell him, what I'm telling him every time I talk to him is he is a hero for America. He's a champion because he is standing. He's the only one standing up against. How this. incredible he's is it when he says, I'm ready to go to jail for this country? I mean, it's so powerful. It, it is overwhelming. It it makes you feel emotional when you hear him say that. Doesn't it just? He is, he is telling the truth, and he means it. When he says he's willing to go to jail, he's willing to lose anything. Well, that's good, because country. he is. And, Alex, I have to tell you something. I don't know anyone else that's willing to do that. And that is what is so upsetting to me. 
And so I'm, I'm very thankful to President Trump that he is fighting this with every ounce of energy and resources that he has. I'm thankful to his family, um, to his staff, to his entire team, because these people are truly standing up against the worst forces in our country. And that is the weaponized government. These are communists that are running our government. Communists! She must know Lois in Staten Island. Hmm. Uh, Darlene, Darlene said, uh, I agree, Robin. The ultra maggots want to just burn it all down. Thanks, TJ. Thanks, anonymous internet friend. Darlene says for meeting her challenge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Are you getting out of the car or into the car? Todd? Todd? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah. I heard the ding ding. I didn't know if you were getting out or getting in. Isn't that awesome? He's willing to go to jail for us. Well, he's not going to go to jail for you, Marge. Or you, Alex. He's going to go to jail for being a fucking crook who tried to overturn the Constitution of the United States and steal an election. Speaking of election stealing, here's one for us. 25-year-old Justin Lee. Uh, He got arrested today. Uh, charged with taking part in the January 6th domestic terror attack on the capital of the United States. And uh, according to prosecutors, Justin Lee took part in the domestic terror attack and then, uh, well, a little bit later he joined the Montgomery County Police Department in Maryland. Yeah, the Montgomery County Police Department hired an insurrectionist to be one of their cops. He's facing charges of assaulting a D.C. police officer and impeding police during a civil disorder, both of them felonies. There's other charges, too. And the police department went, what? And actually suspended him from his, uh, suspended him without pay from the Montgomery County Police Department. Not only that, He was involved in a fatal uh, shooting this past July. Oh, boy. Montgomery County is kind of liberal. Well, I guess all you have to do is not put participated in an insurrection on your application and you're good to go. As long as that's not there, you're groovy. You can be a cop. You know, Robin, it's hard for me to get over the insurrection in that we have so many Americans who just don't understand why that was a big deal. And the first thing that comes out of their mouth is Black Lives Matter. Well, yesterday we had the uh, uh, yesterday we had the uh, the the, uh, clip of Marginal Trailer Queen declaring that Black Lives Matter is behind the protests of the of the violence in Israel. And Gaza. No, come on, she didn't say that. Wait, she really said that? Yes. How how is that even possible? 
she's that stupid. She's just that stupid. I I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but that 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 just makes no sense. Okay. All right. But you know what? Um, now, I've been seeing some blurbs about some things that she's been saying in the news, right? Um, what, what, she, what she perceives to be as problems. And like the protesters at the Capitol. She's like, I want to get the video. I want, I want to have all that seized. Yeah, like I said, you know, I don't think she's fully developed. Seriously, she's not right. No, she's not. Uh, all right, so we're going to have a government shutdown. I, uh, I mean, barring a, barring a miracle, I think, yeah. I mean, it so was the, the 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 continuing resolution was <sighs> extremely limited in duration. Mid November, we've counted how many legislative working days there are. I see no signs to indicate that anybody actually wants a Republican Speaker of the House. Because listen, let's make abundantly clear here. Those 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 unicorns, those leprechauns, those fucking hobbits that the, the, the multimillionaires of the for profit media keep talking about, those more moderate Republicans. Let's remember it takes five out of two hundred and twenty. Five. So that's something around two point five percent of the entire Republican carcass. It takes five Republicans to say, okay, we'll vote with the Democrats and Hakeem Jeffries can be a caretaker speaker. And we want something out of it. We want, to, we want him to promise, oh, I don't know, pick one. Uh, we, want him, we, want, we want him to promise that uh, we'll give Israel a, a hundred million Somalian uh, Cronkites. All we'll, we'll just start printing money and put put it on planes to Israel. That and and Hakeem Jeffries probably go. Yeah, okay. A lot of my caucus wants to do the same. Five votes, Todd. Five. But they they don't want to do it. They don't want to govern. Bingo. They want the chaos. They want to. They're, they're finally Grover Norquist again. Thanks, y'all. Uh, Ralphs and Steve and uh, yeah, Ralphs and Steve and uh, Randy Radar, Grover Norquist. They want to. This is this is the best chance they've had to drown government in a bathtub. Now, okay, all right. So we see that's going to happen because you know this is like a train, a freight train. You know, a train. Uh, you can't just stop it. It's like a boat. You know, you can say you want to stop, but in a car, you got a plan. So this train is going to blow past the shutdown because the momentum is there. So then, in the interim, then what happens? 
Well, I mean, you know, don't you? Nothing. Nothing. The House cannot act. I mean, if on December 7th, 2023, the, uh, the, 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 the Empire of Japan launches a sneak attack on Pearl Harbor, can't act. There's no, you know, there's no chance of that happening. But I mean, but they can't act. It's who benefits from that, Robin? Well, the maggots, I suppose, because they're getting everything that they. uh, They want. Or that they think they want, you know, the dog thinks it wants to catch the car. The dipshit thinks he wants to catch the tiger, but once you're on there, you grab an ear and a tail, and after that, well, you're kind of screwed. They're getting what they want, but our adversaries are also getting what they want. You know, they are viewing a weakening America, and it's not because of the Democrats. This America is hobbled right now. It's riddled with with controversy and intrigue, uh, buffoonery. We're not, well, uh, we're look not at serious. okay. So look at the look at the War Powers Act. Instead of saying Japan, let's do something different. Uh, by the way, Steve uh, Steve in New York answers your question. The government can't act. Who benefits? Russia, China. Yeah. Iran, yeah. Iran, Hamas. Right? So, exactly. but, but, but work with me here. Uh, the War Powers Act proscribes the ability of the president to send troops into battle, into combat, and it can't be open-ended. It was, the War Powers Act was a result of the Vietnam War. That's why we had to have the uh, authorization for use of military force before uh, George and Dick decided to attack the innocent people of Iraq. So, take into account, for instance, our membership in NATO the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, of which Poland is a member. Just as a for instance, assume for a second that Putin descend, decides to send some, some, of, his, some of his rickety rattletrap tanks rolling over the Polish frontier. That triggers an automatic response by every other member nation to make war on the, on the country invading a NATO member country. Including the United States of America. Primarily the United States of America. But under the War Powers Act, if I'm thinking about it correctly... Congress would have to ratify that use of force. You with me? 
and Congress and Congress could not ratify that use of force because they don't have a fucking speaker. And because after November 17th or so, the government will shut down. So we would be sending troops into battle for a limited period of time who weren't even going to, who aren't, who weren't even being paid to fight. Every service member going into okay. combat has an insurance policy. Would we even be able to pay the insurance policies for soldiers who got killed? This has ramifications that just roll out and roll out and roll out. It's a riddle wrapped in a question surrounded by an enigma or whatever it was that um, Churchill said about the Soviet Union. You know what, Robin? You're exactly correct, as most times. And, um, you know, after seeing the Americans which was based on a true story and, and um, studying the Kim Philby affair. You know, this, the things that we, this is not just out in the ether. This is not just made up stuff. These things happen and they're happening now. They're happening now. And because otherwise, what, what's the other explanation? There is no other explanation. I can't find one. Darlene just said, I'll go one there, step Darlene just said, I'll go one step further than Todd. He said they don't want to govern. I say they don't know how to govern. It was becoming more and more obvious with each passing faux hearing. Nothing got passed. House Democrats became the House Demolition Party. They were humiliating the ultra-maggot party on an almost daily basis. God knows, Dan Goldman alone has eaten Jim Shorts' lunch every time he uh, fires up the weaponization of the government committee. I I, th- I think there are serious loyalty problems with this Republican caucus, don't you? You're being generous. And see, this, this this is the thing. They can be getting money from foreign entities, and they don't even know it. Because it can be in different forms. Someone could approach them and say, you know, because remember, a lot of these people have, you know, a little money to play with. You know, there's, there's property speculation. Uh, you know, real estate's where it's at. It's America. So someone approaches you with a, a sweetheart business deal. I mean, just it's too good to be true. It's like, but that that's a listing for, you know, one point six million and you're gonna sell it to me for five hundred thousand? Yeah, don't worry about it. And they've already they've already, you know, they've got it. And it's not like this is uh, you know, uh Volotov Krenchinov. You know, this is this is what they call a cutout, you know, an in-between. And it happens all the time. Think about it. If you're a person that, you know, once in a while, whatever, you know, we all gotten high, most of us, right? You send somebody to get, get, get your weed for you, whatever. That's an in-between, a cutout. I'm, I'm just trying to break it down and make it simple so people can understand. So that's like you're insulated. Now, that could be in the form of a an LLC, a corporation. It could be in the form of a sweetheart job. And they might not even know. But I think some of these people know. They know. 
They know. Oh my goodness, Matt, Matt, in, Matt, in, Matt in San Francisco. Serious loyalty problem. Give the lady that large trophy in the corner for the understatement of the year. <laughs> I, I feel called out. I think I've been targeted. <laughs> you were. You were like, you did. You lowballed that one. You were. <laughs> and Steve, Steve, Steve with another chiller. Imagine this. Poland doesn't even border Russia. Recall that Finland does, and Finland is now a member of NATO. One boot over the line, sweet Jesus. One boot over the line, sweet Jesus. Never mind. Yeah. Yep. All right. Wow, wow, wow. This is not, you know, I'm glad we can laugh because this shit is not funny. And, and by the way, I got a note from Christopher. Magic mushroom Marjorie. I've tried like hell. <laughs> I know. We got to do that, don't we? I've tried like hell to figure out what's up with the North Georgia princess for quite some time. The only thing I can figure is the toenail fungus growing off of her spork feet have taken control of what passes for her brain. The brainless snatchers. Hey, Robin and Todd. Hey, Christopher. North Hi, Christopher. Georgia, North Georgia princess. Wait. The toenail fungus growing off her spork feet have to... Hmm... <laughs> Quality burn at the quality burn at the end of the program. Yes. The spork feet. That oh that that yo that is it. The spork feet. Think about that for a minute. Like to go back to elementary school. The spork. Holy shit. Oh my god. Yeah, a little. Yeah, because she's not really human. She's got like I don't know some kind of freakish web feet. Something is wrong with her. She's a little troll, man. I, I mean, I hate. I, what? I don't hate. Not, I don't hate. No, I don't. I dislike the way she behaves. Maybe she's a nice person. I don't know. But she has no business in our federal government. Period. Uh, no. That, that's... <laughs> but yet they let the members of Georgia's 13th congressional district vote. You know what? That's not that far from me. Mm-mm. So, I mean, I know what I see. So, I could, I mean, you know, people feel the way they want to feel and they think they want to think the way they want to think. And, you know, I, I stopped trying to convince people anything. I just listen a lot. I listen a lot. And I'll ask a question and I'll listen. Just like when you know you're dealing with, when a black person, with me, a black person deals with somebody who I know damn well is racist and, and just dripping. I don't mean dripping like looking good with some good clothes on. I mean dripping like soaking wet with racism. You know, I'll say, well, for instance, I'm going to give you a day. I know you got to go. I'm going to give you a solid, concrete example. I'm in the antique store and, you know, I have some antiques that, you know, I want to put on the market. And this mug that I know, he comes in there. You know, it's an antique store, so it's casual. It's not like you're waiting in line at the deli. You know, you mill around, you look at things. 
and he just jumps in front of me. And then I look at him, and he didn't catch my look, I suppose. You know, and then the uh, the clerk, she says, oh, I thought you guys were together. I said, no. I said, he just jumped in front of me. And she said, oh, my God, I wish I had known. And, I, and she was sincere. I really believe she was sincere. But, you see, he assumed, and he knows me. You know, and he knows my background. And I don't know why he did, it didn't occur to him that maybe I do have something to sell. Maybe I got a couple of bucks. Or maybe I don't. Maybe, you know, come on. That's your fucking white privilege. You know, what, am I supposed to stand here right at the window just because I got to make sure I get served because somebody might just jump in front of me because, you know, I don't look like I belong there? So I think, we, you know, maybe we all need to be conscious of our actions and how we walk through this world and how we treat people. And remember, we missed a golden opportunity in Charlottesville. This nation did. We should have stopped for two days or more. I, I mean, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. When we saw people in uniform with torches marching around saying Jews will not replace us. Very fine people. It, it, that's the other part of it. But, I mean, you could have, it, this, this is just like a new Nazi film. It's like, oh, my God, what's the difference? It, it, we should have stopped for two days. You see, that was compliance. To not stop for two days at that point, that was a problem because that gave them entree. That, that was a permission. Like, we can do this. We, you know what? We're emboldened. We can do this. I think so, you're right. I, that's just... That, well, one last thing, because we have just a giggle for the end, shall we? Let's end on a high note. Yes. Because Jehoshaphat was having fun with uh, Nitwit Nero's court appearances, uh, particularly mm. his, his appearance in New York today. Oh, thank you, Robin. Thank you, Robin. This okay. is, yeah, thank th you, Robin. I mean, when Jonathan Lemire is looking, looking heavenward like, you know, some, some medieval illumination in a book of days... You know, you know, it's got to be fun. <laughs> Donald Trump, Letitia James. Inside the courtroom, the judge reportedly had to tell Trump to quiet down after prosecutors say the former president's comments were heard across the courtroom during a witness's testimony. According to the AP, the judge then asked the entire room to keep their voices down, quote, particularly if it's meant to influence the testimony. Trump returned to the courtroom this week after attending the first days of the fraud trial against him earlier this month. You know, Willie, it is so sad. It is so sad what they are doing. Yeah. To the, poor Donald Trump says he's being forced. He's being dragged in there. To attend this trial. He's forced. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard Mika be that bitchy. Iowa. It's so unfair, he says. Take a look and see. You can't campaign. See if you can find the inconsistency. 
Four minutes later. Probably not. Uh, uh, probably we're having a very big uh, tournament, professional golf tournament yes, at Durrell, so probably not. Oh, so, Willie. Perfection. Oh they're keep, Love it. They're keeping, oh my God. Me, they're keeping me from the good people of Iowa. Four minutes. They're keeping me from the, the good people of New Hampshire. Information. They're keeping me from the good the people of South Carolina. I mean, he almost did a Howard Dean rundown of the states that they were keeping him from. It's so, the injustice of it all. How could they be doing? And then the reporters ask him a couple of minutes later, so you're going to be here tomorrow too since they're holding you here. Oh, no, I got a golf tournament in Doral. I'm going down to the country club. <laughs> I mean, you, you couldn't, can't you, you can't make it up because see his yeah. mind. He can't even we remember can't who he's on. running against. He thinks he's running against Barack Obama. So how do you expect him four minutes later to remember the lie he told four minutes ago? I mean, it's perfection. You couldn't rest. Sometimes you, things are bleak. I get it. But sometimes mm -hmm. you just have to laugh. I mean, it's it's absolute perfection. There is, Joe, that famous waiver in the New York court system. You have to be here as a defendant unless there's a tournament at Doral. And yeah. so many defendants yeah. have invoked that. Oh, Jesus. Years, so he's well, just yes, taking advantage of, of it. You know, yeah. and, and I, think he, I think even Chicago, Al Capone, said uh, <laughs> that he had to go to the Chicago Invitational uh, <laughs> in, instead of Jonathan O'Meara going to his court day. But no, this is, this is again, you talk about the lies, <laughs> the, the, the transparent lies that are fed by Hamas to the Arab street. You look you look at the transparent lies here. That they're they're kindergarten level, Jonathan Lemire. And and, and and Trump knows they're they're kindergarten there level. Hey. There he is. Okay. <laughs> I knew we'd get him sooner or later. And and yet again he, he and this lie by the way is being spread uh, by Trump allies in the media. Oh, they're doing this to keep him away from the campaign. They're doing it. No, they're not. He doesn't have to be there. He wasn't there for his trial where the judge said he raped a woman. But he's he's at this trial because he knows he's busted. And yet he's so held down there that when his country club in Miami has a golf tournament, he goes, oh, no, 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 I'm going out to the golf tournament. They will not keep him from the good people at Doral, uh, which <laughs> I'm reminded that he proposed as a site for the G7 while he was in office because it was oh so conveniently located. It was so conveniently located next to the Miami International Airport. Um, oh. But I think the, the actually only consistency here between Trump showing up to the courthouse from other days, but not this one is because it's all about his money. And the golf tournament is one of the few sources of income he currently has. Uh, we are seeing here uh, that, you know, he's inflated his assets. He's already been, you know, found guilty of that in a civil sense. And we're now we're in the penalty phase of this of this trial. Uh, you know, and he is going to probably take a real beating and have a lot of money he has to pay away. Uh, you know, so therefore golf tournaments whether it's live or otherwise, uh, at Doral or Bedminster or any of the other places are some of the few uh, that he's still going to be able to to make money from. And let's also recall, of course, he is. there's a chance he's going to lose his ability to make money to practice any businesses in New York State. Well, Doral's in Florida. So therefore, that's another reason why he can actually still uh, raise raise a few bucks along the way. Well, and of course, the, the, the question really, Mika, that mm -hmm. observers of Donald Trump's uh, business over the past dec several decades, the question that they're asking is,
regardless of, of what his valuation, what he says his valuations are, which are, of course, we found out inflated because he's already been found guilty of fraud in New York State. Question is, if he's fined the $250 million that he could be fined, right. there's a real question on whether he has that money to even pay them back. It, yeah, that would be that would be interesting if he did. Let's put it that way. Coming yeah. up for the third day in a row, House Republicans will try to pick. They were just having way too much fun this morning. Uh, excuse me. Why not? Um, the, 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 the mentally ill fascist uh, didn't have enough decency to not make a comment on some surgery that one of those people had, number one. I mean, as a, as a woman, I mean, I know women. That, look, she ain't never going to forget that, ever, period. But beyond that, um, you know, that, that's really a lot of insight. Why are people supporting this individual? Because what well, he he's he's their id. He gets to say the things that they think, but don't get to say. So you agree with my theory? They're living vicariously through. Yes. It. Someday they're going to, you know. Okay. Maybe maybe their life didn't work out quite like <laughs> his, but you know he he's their friend. They'd have a they, they'd have a beer with him. Oh, are we that base? Yes. Collectively, are we that? Uh, oh, did you wait? You didn't hesitate, did you? No, no, there's no hesitation. A significant portion of our country, the citizens thereof. Is that bad off? <laughs> That's some scary shit. You know, that's some scary shit. Uh, you know, oh, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you played that because I, honestly, we, you know. It's such, I think it's such a travesty that we didn't get to see the video. Everybody, any, you know, I'm around some young folk in my family. Mm, include my better half. She's a lot younger than me. And everything's visual now. I mean, just Instagram, you know, everything. It's like TikTok, YouTube. I mean, YouTube's old, but. Um, you know, people, human beings now, we're, we're about imagery. If, if it doesn't have a picture, we, you know, people don't like to read anymore. It has to be a picture. It has to be an image. No, yeah. I, mm. Oh, and, and please bring me back on, on task. Cause I, I want to say something about this, the trial. So please don't let me forget. I know you got to go, but I was in, the, in a, a, uh, a doctor's office lobby the other day, and I, that was the first time I saw a paper copy of the Epoch Times, Epic Times. Oh, no. 
I, and I, I saw the title, and I was like, oh, let me look at this. And I, and then, well, wait a minute. And then I went to my Yeah, that's some crazy self, shit. Said, okay. But I went into my professional self, and I was trying to be clinical. I said, this is crazy shit. What the fuck? Oh, that thing is dangerous, man. That And it, what, it set the whole paper. It, set, it looks just like a web page, though. It's set up because we see images. It's set up like a web it's it's brainwashing people. I really believe that. I really, it's set up. It looks like a normal paper, except if you don't know any better. Say what? Oh. And then you know you start you start re and you know what it's it's pure disinformation. So you start reading and you're sucked in, and the next thing you know, your brain's rotting. It's bad news. It really is. But, it truly oh, is. All right. But, all right, and now you got to go. But this, all right, so, you know, I said, I said it. I said before, he's not, when I said he's not Trump, when I said the mentally ill fascist is not going to make it, what I mean is that his constitution, his, his, his psychological makeup, he, he is, he will be held in contempt. They're going to have to restrain, he, they, or actually, did you see one of those still pictures today when he was in court? He looked. He looks like the Joker without the makeup. Yeah, he's. I'm telling you, he's coming unglued. Uh, and by the way, and it, I, he will. It'll be. It'll be plaid blanket and wheelchair time before we get to December. Yup. Uh, yep. Answering the question: Does he ha question if he has that money? Stephen New York says, "Not for me. I don't think there's any question that he's broke." And the hive mind was busily humming because. Steve wrote that in New York, and Matt in San Francisco writes subject line fundraising. I've wondered why, lately why no one in the media is reporting on 45's fundraising. Remember in the past how they would quote how much money he raised the days after his arrest or his fundraising was such and such amount this month? I really hope it's a sign that more and more people are wising up to the grift. It only took him eight years or so. Well, yeah, I mean, and what happens in his past is, you know, people figure out the grift as soon as they try to do business with him, and then they get, you know, they get stiffed on the grift. Uh, these people haven't gotten stiffed yet, but some of them can learn. It's like the guy who uh, invested his and his wife's life savings in a in, in a buy gold now company that advertised on Fox, and then lost about a third of it just in transaction fees on the gold. And then said, and then said, I never thought Fox would lie to me. Oh, the ones who do oh. wake up, the, the ones who do wake up are going Why to wake up. The ones who that, that's an old story, but the ones who do wake up, wake up very, very sad. And then it's that whole stages of grief thing. They go from yep. they go from sad to bargaining. To fucking angry, and then maybe they do something about. It. But but don't count on that happening to too many millions of Americans because no matter no matter no matter how much it costs them, what they get in return is priceless to them. What they get is an unfettered ability to hate just like he does. It's kind of like I, I used to, I used to say, back when I would buy an occasional lottery ticket, 
that the dollar I spent on a lottery ticket was a license to dream. That's all it was. I knew I wasn't going to win. Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a, it was a it was a brief license to dream of what it would be like if I could, if I did. And you know there was a little there was a little dopamine rush that comes with that. You know, if you're like us, you think about all the good you do in the world. You know, I win a billion dollars right. on the I win the I win the Powerball for a billion dollars. I'm putting solar panels on every roof in West Virginia. Or making sure that no kid goes a bit hungry. And you still make money. Yeah. And, There's a way to do that. And and uh, but you know, so when they send him their five dollars, the maggots, they buy a license to hate freely. You see what I'm saying? They buy they 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 I do. they they buy a license. To, to sit there, Emery and Marveline buy a license to sit there in their matching Barca loungers in the Ballerina Swan Lake Trailer Court and Country Club and say, you know, Marveline, that Trump, I tell you what, if they would have just give him a chance, he could have changed America, and we wouldn't be we would we wouldn't be up to our eyeballs and in, in all these all these coloreds. It gives them license. It, it, it gives them license. It's exactly that. It's a license. By the way, Randy Radar says he'll fake a heart attack in the courtroom. It'll only be the best heart attack. Believe me. And uh, Darlene, Darlene says maybe because the Biden campaign way outraised Trump and the ultra maggots this week. <laughs> you wouldn't want the four multimillionaire for profit media talking about that now, would you? I got to get out of here, though, Todd. I, I, I know, I know. It, 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 I just want to say one thing. That, that, it's, it's just abstract because it's just numbers. But think about most people, if you have one federal criminal indictment, that's, that's a felony. That's enough. freak out. He's got 90, over 90. The mentally ill fascist says over 90. Some of them might be misdemeanors, but many of them are felonies. Most of them are felonies, I do believe. Now, apparently his attorneys have finally explained to him what the repercussions are of this. Because, once again, and if you don't believe me, look at go to the Hill website and look at, look at one of those images of him in the court today. And if he doesn't look deranged, nobody looks deranged. He's not, he is really, he's not going to make it. And that's just one trial. That's why we're in a bad place because you know I can't I can't I can't I can't help wondering. Wow, this is really gross of me to say. Pay no attention, Agent Fred. We're just speculating. (laughs) I wonder if it gets bad enough if one of his family will take him out. That's what I was wondering. If anybody, we're going to lose every penny this family has. Unless Alright. So he's gonna to have to plead insanity or he's gonna write you see he's stubborn. He is stubborn. No, there will never be an insanity plea. 
he's going he's going to he's going to brazen it out as long as he can. And then when that when when the handwriting really appears in the ketchup on the wall, that's when the plaid blanket in the wheelchair comes out and he'll have some oatmeal stains down his suit jacket. And then we'll find out the and then we'll find out about the depends once and for all. Woo. Yeah, I just I, I just yeah, I just did a number on dinner in the Pacific Daylight Time Zone. Then again, I, I ruined Rick's afternoon snack a long time ago. But I think it's a serious possibility. And I think we discount it. And then, and then uh, let's, be, let's be clear, then the maggots will lose their minds. They drove that poor man... Into a stroke. That's the problem. Right. That's the problem. Because there is no way he is physically going to be able to consume all that Ritalin and Adderall and whatever else he takes, maybe stuff we don't even know about that's new, um, and maintain himself. Because, you see, it's grueling. Just, just as I predicted. Remember, he freaked out. He's going to have to sit there. You have to be quiet when people testify against you. I've been to big court. And you're not even supposed to look at the judge. You're not supposed to look at the DA. You're not supposed to look at nobody. You're supposed to look straightforward, make no emotion, no, nothing. He is incapable of doing that. Yeah, the, the, a lot of times what the lawyer will do is give you a legal pad and a pen. I've done that. And tell you to draw. Yeah, no, my, my, write notes. Make notes. Something might be useful. Make notes. Don't look up from that notebook. Makes you look serious. And by the way, Matt in San Francisco reminds us the blanket in the wheelchair. Well, when he does, I get my free bagel toaster. You're damn right, you do. That's gonna. <laughs> that's that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be six slices wide with bagel with bagel wide slices. Uh, yes. And the bagel button, so you only get the inside toasted and not the out. You, you know what's funny, Matt? Let me tell you, Matt. Honest to God, this has been a great. I, I finally, oh, oh, I had, I had the best. I had bagels and locks all day long. I mean, real bagels that boiled. Because you know, there's fake bread out there. It's not a real bagel. Real bagels had to be brined, and I mean, it's different. It's different. Oh, oh my God. If if with cream cheese, uh, bagels and lots of cream cheese, you can live on that. And orange juice. Oh, I meant to, I meant to tell you up at the Wiggling Pig, the uh, five for twenty five special in, in, included several trays of really pretty stew beef. Bridge day is mm. on Bridge day is on Saturday, so tomorrow is Robin makes chili day. Wait a minute! I thought that was a rerun I was listening to the other day. Are are, are they going to have like like a hundred thousand people coming up? In your community? Yes, sir. That's crazy. Jesus. Third Saturday in Ooh. October every year. Weather's not supposed to be great, so... Gonna, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay in town or are you going to get out? Oh, no, I'll go I'll go over there. It's a great It's great fun, and it's a, it's a good walk for me. I can use the exercise. And That's if I'm and if, and, and if I'm lucky, the DeRusso's trailer from Ohio, Ohio, the Buckeye State will be there, and I'll get I'll get my Italian sausage hoagie. 
see. Mm. And my girl gang, you know, will, is, my girl gang you know, will be there with her country tie truck, I'm sure, and she'll have beautiful uh, uh, chicken satay skewers, maybe, and her fantastic uh, spring rolls and those little jalapeno rice balls and dumplings and all kinds of yummy stuff. I'm glad she's still around. Oh, I love her dearly. I'm trying to convince her to make some larp mosu soon, because mercy sakes, that's good. Is that, is that building still vacant? Oh no no no, that's the uh, Swiftwater General Store now. Swiftwater is that a chain? No, nah, there's one in Charleston and one up here. Just a local guy owns them and does catering and stuff, and, okay. and make a great breakfast. I know. Uh, that's Randy Radar said. That's a GE toaster. It bombs your kitchen while it toasts your bagels. Yeah. And Steve said, "Lady, I love you, but will you go already?" Yeah. Well. All right. Yeah. I will. I will. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Todd. Have a great evening. Enjoy that. Enjoy that Maverick. I want one. But I want. But I want the leather and the ventilated seats. And the heated seats. The leather feels good. They had that on a lot. But, I, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, honestly, I had to take what they had. It, it was slim picking. I, well, I, I get, no, they're they're hard to find. And, you know, it was ventilated and heated seats. We refer to that as the hoo-hoo heater and the coochie cooler. So I'll leave it at that. At that. <laughs> Later, yeah, Todd. I, I get it. All right. <laughs> See ya. Our buddy Todd, South Carolina stand. And his trusty maverick. Goose! Never mind. That's it. Got us some extra radio this evening. And uh, thank you to all of our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thanks to our new subscriber. Thank you. Thank you to Emilio and Jessica. Emilio in Florida and Jessica up in Minnesota. Thank you for jumping in. Uh, that means we got down to... Uh, 1440. 1440. So we are funded um, all the way up into Friday of last week. That's amazing. Thank you. Means there will some, be some bill paying, and uh, tomorrow we don't even have a $2,000 miracle. It's less than that. Thank you so much. Go, says Steve. I'm going already. I'm going. <sighs> Can't talk about Rome. Can't stay on the air late. No, I got to I gotta go. Thanks. Thank you. Pa uh, Patreon and PayPal subscribers, a la carte contributors. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. I, I didn't check back in in the chat room, but thank you, Roger. Thank you, Steve. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, headon.live. Remember, like and subscribe to the podcast, please. Help us grow the numbers. Tell your friends and neighbors. Involve more people in this conversation so they can be out in front of the, ahead of the curve so far. It looks like straight road, too. Thanks, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people. I know the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Stay safe. I think we're going to try to get our boosters tomorrow. 
Um, fingers crossed that they'll have it at the health department. Wear your masks if you're around groups of more than five, and especially if you're around maggots because, well, you know what they're like. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you. Pocket or purse. And if some maggot comes toward you on the sidewalk saying, you know, we don't deserve a majority. He's not wrong, but still, avoid him like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later.